Looks like we already got a bunch of people in here waiting, too. I got to get caught up here. So we got Dano's Toolbox with us tonight. We got Polar Bear Ed, as well as BW's Electronics. And, of course, we got Neil, the maintenance man, with us, as well as our host, right on his channel, Brandon from BSS Small Engines. Hi, How's guys. everyone doing tonight? We, uh... We know it's really interesting times out there. We know there's some stuff that people are struggling with. We know that there's stuff that YouTube is struggling with. We know that life as we know it is not the same, not only just for us, but like this entire generation. So this is really different times that we've never even heard of. We got Mike Hodges with us tonight. We got MC Engineering Inc. And so basically, you know, we wanted to thank you guys for spending your time with us as well as just knowing that, uh, you know, we distance ourselves as much as we can from not only the six foot rule, but also from lots of other life and drama and things of that nature that go on. We just hope that you're all being safe, all doing the right thing. And if it feels like Brandon's the only one pumping out material on YouTube right now, it's really because, you know, some of us just, we do things and stuff that we've had on our channels. We don't want people just running out to the store buying things. And if you are, make sure that you're taking care of yourself so that you are focusing on your family and being the best that you can be in this time because it's really unique in the sense that a tool that might be something that's on your wish list might not be available anymore the tool on your wish list or in your cart at home depot or lowe's you might need to switch it into thinking huh should i be picking up some seeds and plants uh knowing that what would your mom or your grandma, what would she pick up when she goes to the grocery store? Would she be picking up flour, sugar, yeast, things of that nature? Yeah, she might be because she knew how to create things. And you're going to have somebody that is going out to the grocery store that's going to pick up Doritos. Hey, don't. I'm, I'm just picking on Doritos because I like them. <laughs> the reality is, is people like Cheetos. They like things that, you know, are maybe easy. kind of easy. Yeah. Uh, Oreos, yeah, other stuff like that. You know, we don't see a whole issue with our food supply, or this isn't like a Y2K thing that's happening out there where we're going to see a disruption in, in power, or even for the matter of fact, nobody's said anything about water. But if you look at like your water supply, it's supposed to have you know go through a treatment process and things like that. So we're not worried about some of our daily essentials. We can survive for 60 days on water alone. Right. But the reality is, is what happens if things get worse than that? So while Neil might be prepared for everyday maintenance, uh, working in apartment life, and Brandon might have his garden out there if you've looked at some of his videos, we didn't just magically stumble upon those one day. It took yeah. hard work, took ingenuity, took engineering, took lots of tools. So that being said, we really appreciate everybody that's joining us tonight. We had some other people like Big Country Scrapper in there, Ronald, and anybody else I might have missed. Really appreciate you guys joining. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been crazy out there for sure. Yeah, I had to go to Tractor Supply earlier. First time I've been out in over probably about two weeks. And it looked like the their employees was wearing like hazmat suits almost. They was... It was crazy. That's good, though. I mean, yeah. you know, from what I've seen so far, a lot of people are taking it seriously. 
Yeah, and I think it's different everywhere you're at. So what hits me here in the Midwest might be completely different than what it is in Texas as well as in the Eastern states. So, I mean, some people might have curfews, but I can tell you it's, I don't know, it's wearing on me, it's wearing on the family, homeschooling, still getting what work can be done. Uh, it's it's definitely tough to say the least. I uh, mean, but, um, our kids' schools just got canceled for the rest of the year. They're both young. I mean, canceled in the sense that they're not going to be able to go. Luckily, they still have curriculum and are able to continue. So I'm thankful for that. That eats up, you know, about half a day. And, um, it, you know, at least they can continue with the education. So part, Brandon, but I don't. Brandon's kind of in a different position. I mean, he doesn't have to worry about kids that aren't in school right now as far as uh, anything of that nature. And, you know, he has a garden, not only in his backyard, but I mean, he's got a plow to go with it and things of that nature. So it's interesting, Brandon, are there any things that, you know, knowing that you can plant your own crops, do those kind of things, is there anything that kind of scares you or startles you or something that you're going to be more prepared for that you weren't normally prepared for? Well, yeah, there's there's a lot that scares me. Uh, unfortunately, everything I got seems to be breaking down right now when I need it. But uh, one thing that scares me, as y'all can hear me coughing, I have asthma. And this time of year is bad. So going out in public, or my dad's a tow truck driver, and he has to work. So if he brings something in, it affected me with asthma. It's probably 10 times worse. So that does scare me. I'm not going to lie. I'm scared. I might laugh and joke a little bit about the virus, but it's a scary thing. No yeah. doubt. So oddly enough, Brandon, with with asthma, asthmatic tendencies, things like that, that actually puts you into a high-risk category. Yep. And so if people are not prepared, so hopefully you're looking at that situation and tackling it from the medical standpoint with over-the-counter drugs, the best that you can do. So whether it be your Sudafed, whether it be your allergy things, because I'll tell you, people are going to look at you when you go out in public and you're coughing. Or oh, you yeah. Have, I'm or afraid you have, to start coughing in public. Or you have runny, runny nose or watery eyes. They're going to look at you and be like, Brandon, you already may have issues, but now it looks like you've got something different. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say this, but like, wait till this is all all done eventually one day in the far future, whenever it is, right? And you walk into a store and someone gets in line right behind you. You're going to be like, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it looks like we had Gearhead join us tonight. So I Gearhead. What's up, maintenance man? How's it going? But no, speaking of that, one thing that I'm really – I really thought shocked me. So I haven't heard any increase in bank robberies or anything like that. So people are running around wearing all these face masks. And <laughs> a month ago or three months ago or six months ago, that would not be like allowed. Like literally that could get you shot. Yeah. If you went in the wrong place or the police called on you. But today it's socially acceptable <laughs> to wear a face mask into a bank. Yeah. Go here. But yet we have not seen an increase in bank robberies that I'm aware of. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Like for my state, 
the the governor and 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 even the mayor of my city Pittsburgh they kind of shut everything down pretty early like before most states you know so I haven't gone out in the outside world in in a while now I've, I've been you know not working and uh it's it's just strange but yeah I you I did see but this is in Chicago there were there's people going door to door just breaking in and Really? I would be so pissed if someone came up to my door and forced their way into my house with this stuff going on. Like I would just, I the the one I saw, the guy that owned the home, beat the crap out of the one guy and then shot the other guy dead. Wow. So. <laughs> well, the one thing I could be thankful for is so you know normally I don't keep a lot of scrap lumber around the house, but I got a huge pile of two by fours and some plywood next to me. Thanks to Dewey did it because he made me buy a bunch of the cobalt XTR stuff. <laughs> so if I have a problem, I know that I can use my cobalt XTR and I can put wood screws because I, you know, not only that, but I have a bunch of um, T25 deck screws that are three and a half inches that I'm going to use for another video project that I never got working on. But uh, I got a bunch of stuff that I can barricade the doors and the windows that uh, a 40 cal will go right through. And not have any problems and then we have, if we need the uh 223 that'll go right through there as well and if we need uh the you know if we got a bunch of coyotes around us the 17 hmr will take care of them as go. well as you know if we got a bunch of other problems we'll just whip out the semi-auto uh 22 long range and we got uh what was it we got like five 30 round clips for that we'll just we're good to go <laughs> But while I say 30-round clips, only know that you can typically only get like 22 in your 22 because there's it just it doesn't work. Right, yeah. That's a good good point. No, I'm with you though. Like I have I have a deck and I have scrap wood around my house, so I would also but I don't think it'll get to that point. Yeah, I mean nobody wants it to get to that point, but the the real thing is is that you gotta be prepared for the worst, expect the worst, and hope for the best. Yeah. And I think that goes over into working on any project that you do. So, I mean, Brandon, say you get a rusty tractor that comes in and you have to do some alternator work on it or maybe take care of the, the a part on it. And you just look at it and you're like, okay, so I've seen one of those. I broke that bolt off before. Okay, maybe I'm going to put... Uh, some heat on it. Maybe I'm going to put some anti-seize on it the day that I get it up and uh, get working on it the next day so that you don't round something off. You don't have to do more work if you just do the preparation up front. Yeah. So, I mean, it's always hard to, it's hard to do the right thing. It's easy to do the wrong thing. Yep. It takes more time to do the right thing, but I mean, I don't know though because he has to maintain these this equipment. So I I would think that you know, well, or I'll give you an example. At work, I don't want to go back for a problem. So if I can fix it and guarantee it fixed for the next fifteen twenty years, I'm gonna go that route. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, and that's the route you really kind of have to go right now because 
how many how many trips can you make to the hardware store? How many trips can you make to Tractor Supply Company? How many trips should you be making? Yeah. Well, before this like really broke open, I placed a huge order with Home Depot of all the basic essential things that we would probably face during and after. So like even when we come on the other side of this, we're pretty well stocked up on supplies to at least keep people's apartments working. Well, that's good. Assuming they keep playing, paying their bills and uh, because we know the eviction laws are really, really slighted in their advantage. Oh yeah, for sure. But I mean, a lot of these are college kids with uh, disposable income. Uh, well, their parents' income seems pretty disposable. <laughs> I mean, trust me, they have. You know, they're 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 gonna be all right. <laughs> they have nicer stuff than you and I. That's what you're saying. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean they they get like 72 inch flat screen TVs and then just throw them away when they're done. You know, like, I mean, and I'm not like TVs aren't expensive, but you, the amount of stuff they just throw away. Spending money like the government. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and it's one of those things that's like, even if they're even when stimulus things show up, it's like, Oh, what can I do with it? I mean, it's not like I'm supposed to run out and buy a bunch of tools with it. It's not like I'm supposed to, I don't know. How about you guys? Like when we went to the grocery store last eggs went up like almost to $3 a dozen. Um, you know, we have a family of seven total and some of the place have a limit of like one or two on a gallon of milk. We go through four gallons of milk in a week, yeah, which, means now, which means now we have to make two trips or go to two stores. I mean, I guess it affects everybody differently, but I mean, the reality is it's affecting us today as we know it. They used to have a milkman when I was young. We used to have a milkman delivered milk on the porch, you know? Maybe they need to bring back the milkman. <laughs> Assuming that they're going to deliver just milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't do that in this day and age because you got the Schwann's man that will deliver a bunch of stuff. You got Amazon that will deliver. I don't know, depending on where you're at and how far you're from a distribution center, not only <laughs> everything you could wish of, but all of your milk and everything. Yeah. And your cake. So you can eat it too. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm taking it every day with the, with a grain of salt because i mean the things that i could complain about today might sound petty to what they are tomorrow yep next week i mean the, re the real sad reality is is you know people die every day but we have now thousands and thousands of people that are passing away a day that uh some people don't know how they're going to attend a funeral or get to a funeral we got other people that uh complain about other things which you know they're not focusing on the issues at hand when really they should be focusing on taking care of their family their friends i mean i had my mom call me up and she's like i'm almost out of this i'm almost out of this and i'm almost out of toilet paper and literally it really truly was 
I thought a joke that you couldn't find toilet paper. No, it's a real thing. That's yeah. true. Yeah. It took three three stores before we were able to find toilet paper for her. Yeah, and I mean, I just for uh, other people, um, like pop into a gas station. I, I you might pay a lot more money than you would at certain stores, but usually gas stations will have milk, eggs, maybe bacon and toilet paper, paper towels. I mean, they around in my area, they haven't been hit. Like you could pop in and, and find them pretty easily in gas stations. I don't know about your areas, but. We've been finding a lot more stuff at the dollar store than we have at uh, Walmart's. Well, and, and again, it affects everybody differently because I've heard of like lines in front of Costco's and grocery stores, but I haven't seen one where I'm at. So I'm thankful for that. Right, I've, seen, yeah. I've seen so many pictures on the internet of like people standing in a line that are not social distancing when I look at the line, but yet there's only a finite or a small number of people that can get into the store. Yeah, but yet they're but the store is creating more of a hazard outside of the store than they are inside the store. Yeah. Well, I, I think because outside it's not dependent on them, it's on the people and how they want to stand in line, you know? Well, yeah, because like the stores can do a social distancing, but the people aren't courteous enough inside the store to go, oh, there's the item I need over there and cut you off with the cart and right. Uh, jump in front of you and they're just like, hmm. So it's back to the regular world where it's like, well, I guess I'm the one that's supposed to drive safely. I'm supposed to be cautious. I'm supposed to worry about myself. Wish everybody else was doing that. Yeah. Wish everybody yeah, like, was staying in their lane, right, Neil? Exactly. <laughs> like I, I went to the gas station today. There's some guy in there buying food. I waited till he was out of the gas station and then I went in, you know? Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was at a gas station, went in to grab something, and um, the dude wanted to fill up his car with gas, and he just was right up, like, you know, we call it bum rushing, because they just, they got to get, get up on the counter, you know, like, they can't wait in line or whatever, they just hop up right behind you, and it's like, Jesus Christ. But I think also all of us are kind of more in like a not a city setting. I don't, I'm not sure, but I'm, I know I'm not, you know. When you, when you say city, I, I always think of like big, big city. I don't yeah. think of any of the things that I have in the Midwest as a super big city. I don't. Right. Like, like Pitt, Pittsburgh is a small city, you know. I mean, I'm might be bigger than what you guys are used to, but. I live outside, like in the rural part of Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think there's like a hundred thousand people where I live. Military town, so. There, that's right. You're, uh, th aren't you close to Brad's workbench? No, he's over in Houston. Okay. But he works all the way over towards Midland, so that's like on the way opposite side of the state. So he has to drive quite a distance to work. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Texas is a huge state. Yeah, <laughs> one of the bigger ones. Well, and like you know, New York—they have the worst of it. But I've never been to New York, or at least if I have, I don't remember it. 
I don't, I don't, that's too big for me, way too big. But like, it just, there's like the transportation there and walking through the city and stuff. Everyone's just so close and up on each other. You know, that's exactly how this thing spreads. And yeah, it's unfortunate, but that's part of living in that type of setting. Definitely true. It's definitely slowed down a lot of things in my life. I've seen a lot of things slowing down as well. Uh, one, one big shocker to me, uh, Harbor Freight actually has slowed down with their promotions, with their coupons, or with anything really new for that matter of fact. So good. Uh, they sent out, oh, what was it, Brandon? Did you see that email where they mentioned yeah. that they are not going to be publishing any new coupons or having any, any like, sales that they they normally would do uh, whether yeah, no more like parking lot sales for now yep well probably save them some money too you know print, printing all this stuff and emailing and mm, i don't think print wise to me everything is printed up one to three months in advance comes believe it or not shipped over from overseas i mean <laughs> if they're shipping over the product why don't why aren't they printing uh, all of their, they are printing all their coupons and stuff that I'm aware of. Well, that, as well, that's another thing that like, I'm not, not saying I'm picking a side, but when this is done, it's like, do you think a lot, like some things might move, start moving back to the U S in terms of production or. I sure hope so. I mean, the, the reality is, is that like a bit of a wake up call if we believe the things and the numbers that they say, or just look at the, our reliance on some of the major things, whether it be 3M mask, for instance, yeah, 90% or more of the products that we have are all made outside of our country. So right. we really can't support ourselves with the things that we need as a necessity and we're reliant on somebody else and their products and their shipping and their what ifs. So are we as individuals willing to actually pay more for a product and because it's made here? I mean, this should be the time when you say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think what hurts factories is not as much about the cost of building here is the EPA laws here. I think the EPA laws here hurts factories bad. Right, but yeah, that's part of I, it. It's also got to come down to a revenue thing. So those stricter emissions and controls to make everything better because they don't want the pollution, they don't want the water runoff. It has to cost something. So you're going to have to attach that to your price. It's the cost of doing business. Jay Young says his boss says he's they're laying off. <laughs> well, you better tell Jay Young that his boss needs to suck it up. He's probably gonna go look in the mirror right now and tell his boss that. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if if Jay Young has all this spare time, maybe maybe he wants to come on and say a word or two. Yeah, Jay. Uh, if you want to join, we got we got space. Because the rea reality is, is it it hits everybody differently. So, you know, Jay Young would be in an environment where 
I would consider some of the things he does for the size of his town as essential business. He might beg to differ, which would be really interesting to hear about because Brandon, some of the, some of the stuff that you do, I would consider yeah. as essential. Do you yeah. consider it, you know, necessarily essential work? Well, right now the work I do got is for farmers and got to keep the farmers going. That's important right now. Yeah. That's essential right there. That, that's essential to me, you know? Well, I don't know what the what they're farming necessarily, but when I look at that bigger picture, whether it's corn that I'm gonna directly eat because it's it's sweet corn or whether it's feed corn, I'll probably end up eating that that animal that uh, yeah it's exactly. Going to feed. No, that's not a problem. We we definitely want you yeah. to be clothes when yeah. you live stream. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for trying new things, but that's something I can I can pass over in life. <laughs> that's that's not YouTube appropriate. That's a different tube appropriate, apparently. That... <laughs> yeah, this is the, the wrong kind of stream. The the interesting thing about it is, I mean, I think businesses we know it will will change. I mean. I watched a couple of videos that that Clay has done or um, other people have done, and it's like, okay, well, tool trucks are going to change a little bit. Some of them have turned more just to delivery or um, have had to stop altogether. Some of them had had to, you know, stop truck business and switch to their own personal vehicles because they can't. Um, they can't. They can't risk sanitizing the whole truck. Yeah. After every visit. Right. So. Like that business as we know it, like that's going to be hit hard. So if we want to talk about like stock prices and economic prices, I'm not going to be one to tell you other than looking at the current economy and the environment, there's going to be some stocks that are going to go down. Now, I, I was actually thinking about this too, and I'm not trying to stir the pot or anything, but, you know, a, a snap-on tool truck those guys carry a lot of other people's credit. Yeah. You know, like I, I understand that there's some good people that pay their bills, but I also know those guys right now are probably carrying a ton of, you know, um, small, small credit. So like that should be under what fifth Brandon. I can't remember. Do they consider it 500? Well, I guess it depends on the shop that they work in and the volume that they rotate. That could be 250 to maybe 750 to 1500 for the rare occasions, depending on who you are. Maybe even two grand. Otherwise, they're going to want you to go through a larger financing. But the yeah. reality is, is they could have 140 customers or more. Right. Exactly. And, a, and 140 customers times $200 is real money. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll be getting hit hard. I mean, I hopefully guys are still hopping on there and, and supporting their local, uh, you know, small business tool trucks, but because they, they need it right now, they're going to. Yeah. But not, not just them. So, like, if you look at even restaurants, the amount of produce that's been wasted, and then you think about how to get the most amount of money in those people's pockets. It's not going to be by sliding your credit card. It's unfortunately going to be carrying around that contaminated dirty dollar bill that then will have to go back to the bank. 
But if you look at that whole entire process, one thing that you can do to cut that out is, you know, cut out that middleman. So if there's an app that you're using to pay yeah. for something, what you don't know, all of those delivery services out there, I won't mention what their names are, but they all take a commission. They all take a slice of the money that yeah. you're using for some convenience to get food to you that isn't directly from that company. Yeah, I'm, I'll be honest. I, you know, I've been trying to support my local, not and by like, I, I don't mean like McDonald's or anything. I'm saying my local, you know, they got one store here, restaurants, um, small little markets. Yeah, something that's not a franchise. Yeah. But yeah. yet, but yet though, because somebody else takes some of that money, but they're still a small business, even though they're a franchise. I understand. Yeah. Somebody local probably owns it. But you know, I but the, but the true hundred percent local repair shop, the the small engine, the automotive shop, the restaurant that serves authentic whatever food it is, you know that that's a hundred percent local. Yeah, and you know if uh, you know you get the food, they, they don't do you know they usually bring it out to the car, or whatever, drop it in, take your card or money or whatever. And then if you take it home and throw it in the oven for five minutes, good to go. Yeah. And we got some people. So we got like Walter Frederick mentioning, you know, his dad is hurting lots of cars for sale under the shutdown. In Michigan. Price of the vehicles will be going down. The price of selling a vehicle to the salesperson goes down. So the commission goes down. And honestly, in some of the bigger cities, like Robert Waters mentioned, they're not they're not going to be thinking about smaller businesses. No, nope. but at least if we're mentioning it, the fact is is that you can at least think about it. Uh, Dano's toolbox said, "I have a pizza next door to me and Chinese down the street." So a lot of a lot of pizza places. So some of the bigger chain ones, yeah, they're a small business, but they're still not as local small businesses as the majority of the Chinese restaurants that you're thinking about I'm not talking about the uh, Panda Express or yeah, another chain one. I'm talking about the one that you legit know yeah. is more American authentic Chinese that make the best Chinese that you've ever had. Those are the ones that you're small business. And a lot of them ain't going to be able to reopen. They can't afford that rent. Commercial no. rent's expensive. Like, there's a bar shop. I know someone that works up the road here. Their rent's $5,000 a month. Mm-hmm. They ain't in business. They can't pay that $5,000 a month. Right. And that's a lot of takeout to make $5,000 a month yeah. rent. Because if if they are a margin business, they're really tight based yeah. on all the other business around them. I mean, they got to literally have a 50% to 100% markup. And some of those small businesses are literally going to have their diehards. They're going to they're going to cut money from their pockets to make their business survive. Yeah. Until they can, but they're only going to be able to do it for so many months. Yeah. So we had Cold Bear Ed said all the Chinese places have closed around him. Robert Waters must be fairly close to Polar Bear. Yeah, not all of them, Ed. Because <laughs> he's like, not that one that I ate last week. Like, you know, the one in that back alley, you know? 
Yes. <laughs> uh, yep. A lot of your Napa stores, whether they're franchised, there is a difference between the franchise and the locally owned. Mine actually all converted over from corporate stores to locally owned franchise. All their hours have changed. I mean, I can't tell you how many stores have changed hours. Probably the biggest one that I know of all Walmarts across the U.S., yeah. I believe, are 830 when they close. Yeah. yeah. And our our big grocery store here, I think they're closing up at like 8 or 9 now um, because they take the whole night to sanitize the whole store every single night. It was 24 hours, you know, but they're like, we got to shut down to be able to clean yeah. the so, Those are really interesting. I, you know, I wonder how those stores really are doing it, and if they truly are doing it. It's not like anybody's truly watching them. I think like at the start of the year, I'm always like, oh, I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to be healthier. I'm going to go on a diet, and I might do good for a week or two. But you know, we're what three, four weeks into this now, depending on how you look at it or where you're from. I wonder how many of them are truly cleaning the same that they were three or four weeks ago to what they are today. And well, I'm not that's what I'm saying. I think Giant Eagle, which is around me local, they decided instead of being open 24 hours, they're going to close at nine at night till seven in the morning. I think cops and first responders can go in between six and seven and shop by themselves to get food for their families. So, I mean, I would hope that they're doing something in that time span to, because we all have to, to change, you know, this is going to be going on for a while. It's not just going to go away. Yeah. I mean, I'm really, to me, I want to believe they are, but I'm more along the lines of what Robert Waters is mentioning down there in the comments. And not only that, I think it's a, a lot of restocking. So, some, yeah. of our some of our grocery stores, they'll start restocking an hour before they close. And then uh, you come in the next day and hopefully it doesn't get all picked over in the first hour. But they're doing the same thing every night. A lot of the night crews just switched all the stocking, which they enjoy because then they're not having to do that. That one off customer every yeah. 15 or 20 minutes. They get to focus on their restocking and it probably is really more productive for them. Since they're not getting interrupted, they're getting their stock done. They feel safer because they don't have to worry about getting robbed in the middle of the night, even though they probably weren't. Now they know they're not because their door's closed. I mean, they couldn't have been making that much money, but they yeah. just had to. Do, they had to do it because everybody else was staying open. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see how things creep back up because if you think about it, thirty years ago. 40 years ago, even 75 years ago, stuff wasn't open 24 hours. Yep. You'll have to look and see on the bottom line for the companies. They might start coming back and be like, yeah, there's really no need that we need to stay open 24 hours. And when companies start not doing the 24 hour thing, other companies won't do it until they start doing it. It'd be interesting to see who the first is to retract some of their their full hours because yeah. they want their bottom line to be different or want to be better than the other company that's there and who's yeah, going to come sure. back first it'll be interesting to well 
It's I don't know. It's just all going to be weird for a while. I mean, you hope you can go back and everything's going to be the same, but you know, in real, I mean, our, everyone in the world is going to get this virus. They they need to have a cure though, so not everyone is in the hospital at the same time. Right. So uh, that's the whole reason why everyone's got to stay at home because. There's no cure, and we only have so many supplies and stuff. But the reality is that at, at some point in the next few years, we will all have this. Get it? You know. Yeah. I mean, there's been plagues. There's been epidemics in the past, and they all, all hit differently. This one is definitely different than anything they've had in the past for us as far as how it spreads and how fast it spreads. It's really I'm not saying I'm old, but this is definitely the weirdest event and I've lived through a few, you know. And uh it's gonna stick with me. <laughs> I think this is definitely the, the weirdest event in the last forty years that actually did impact me. So there's been other things, but they just didn't get to where they didn't get to the Midwest. It's because we all got too comfortable thinking that something like this would never happen. That, we should have been preparing. That's true, but I, I also, I mean, I know it's it's not perfect, but the whole world right now is kind of working together. So yeah, um, that's nice to see. I guess if you want a bright spot. <laughs> Yeah, at least there's no uh, talks of nuclear war and self just It's all just self-destruction now. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure right at the tail end of this, North Korea is going to come out. and <laughs> Actually, you, they could all be dead over there because you would never know. <laughs> I mean, most of his people are starving anyway, so if they got it, it would be terrible. Yeah. None of them would, most of them would probably not survive over there. Did you guys see New Zealand has like one case? Wow. Just one? Just one. That was like three days ago I read that. <laughs> I wonder, God, I would hate to be that one case. Like, <laughs> that, that person. <laughs> they probably put, him, put that person on one end of the island. Everybody <laughs> else is on one. <laughs> probably ship them off. Yeah. <laughs> like, go sit out in this boat with a ventilator for two weeks and we'll come get you. Yep. <laughs> You are no longer a citizen. You are not allowed here. <laughs> your your New Zealand card has been pulled. Well, I've watched the show on there. Uh, they're so strict of everything that comes into that island. There's a show on Netflix about it. They're very strict. But it's also a huge, like uh, New Zealand and Australia are a huge tourist attraction for um, like Asian countries. Like that's where. Most of them go to vacation. Well, Neil, I noticed uh, over the last probably six months or a year, the lighting in your garage has really changed. What are you running these days for lighting? It's been the same, but um, depending on on the time, it's just LED lights. Uh, it was like I bought these probably 10 years ago. Wow. Um, it's a shop light. Well, I'll show you real quick. Well, actually, no, I won't blind you. And, uh, 
and then you just buy the LED four foot bulbs. Hmm. And then Walmart sells made in USA LED lights, and I bought a few of those to put under the cabinets. Well, Dewey did it, made me uh, look at his lighting that he does in his videos. And I went out and bought some of the, uh, the Amazon T T5 specials. It's like eight different eight different little strips. Yeah. For like 57 bucks or something like that. So when I ever get more motivated to do things, because I'm, I'm honestly not really motivated right now. I, I have a lot of stuff. I have a lot of things, but it's... You know, I'm not worried about YouTube. I'm worried more about, all right, just because I'm I'm doing okay this week. Well, now I have a family of seven, but we can only go so long. We only have so much refrigerator and freezer space. Yeah, Those are the things that I worry about. And so we have to focus on that and what's going to happen in the, the coming weeks. Although we're not, there's not a lot we can do about it, but we can be as prepared as possible. Yeah. yeah. We're already talking about buying another freezer here. We already got one. We're talking about buying in a second. No, I mean, not a bad idea if you can fill it or just have it for overflow or whatever. Well, we got the garden, so that's going to be a lot of garden stuff. And those are things that when you're when you got your own garden that you're growing, you know, they'll all come in within a certain time frame. You either got to sell them or you got to store them and save them. Yep. I'm not worried about meat. If I got vegetables, there's other ways to get proteins. Uh, my grandma lived up was is from Eastern Kentucky, and they didn't have a lot of meats growing up. They got their meat, their proteins from beans and stuff like that. They didn't yeah. have a lot of meat. Meat was expensive. Yeah, the the LED conversion is pretty easy. You do they make it even super easy if you just go out and and buy a new ballast and swap it in because they a lot like all of mine and in my house before we shifted over were the old magnetic ones so you had to had to switch to new ballast and yeah we, we swapped those out pretty easy like uh, we, we were doing that work but like um well we were buying the led bulbs um this light that i have you know it's only 10 years old it doesn't have like a huge ballast in it but if you can eliminate the ballast is what you want to do because even yeah. even if you get the led bulbs if that ballast is still running still eating electricity yeah i think somebody so dawson sporge he's uh joining us tonight he mentioned uh yeah you can't i don't know why youtube did that you used to be able to click on a person's name and i you think could it's go only to the stream yard nope i nope. tried it, tested it on another stream oh really so yeah. what it is is because of growth streams. They're trying to stop growth streams. Oh, that makes a yeah. lot of sense. Yeah, because it was always I was like, well, I don't want to time out that person. I want to actually see that person's channel. But all you can do is report or block somebody. And it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, you know, and that makes sense because if you think about it, how many people are stuck at home, can't do a whole lot. So what are they going to do? They're going to live stream all day. Yep. And hope that somebody likes it or watches it. I used to go to grow streams when I was first getting started. But the thing is with grow streams is a lot of those people end up leaving. After, they don't stay with you usually. 
Yeah, they're not about that's not organic growth. That's yeah. not growth because they like what you're doing. It's growth because they're trying to grow. That's your sub for sub. And yeah. I've always looked at it in the sense if that's what you're trying to grow, those people aren't going to watch your channel. So the amount of subscribers that you have aren't true subscribers. They don't exactly. really care what you're doing. So if you have a bunch of subscribers and they don't watch what you're doing, it doesn't mean anything. You actually exactly. Have actually have to have people watch your stuff you no. got people with thousands of subs and you look at their videos and they might have one or two views if they have any videos at all yeah, yeah. and all i mean youtube does um penalize you if you're doing a sub for sub yeah they'll stunt the growth of the channel yeah so yeah. i mean which which kind of isn't fair in the sense that like you know, there's some channels that will subscribe to me and then I'll go check out their content and you enjoy it. So you go to subscribe to them because you're going to watch it. Mm -hmm. But does that, is that going to, you know, stump? But, but I would, if you're watching it, then it's fine. Right. Yeah. But if you're not watching it, but you also got to think there's only so many channels you can subscribe to and watch their content. Oh, yeah. If, that's if sure. everybody was producing, one video a week, you could maybe keep up with it, but then you I have can't keep up. Then if you have people that produce daily content, I, I I can't. That's too much for me. I can't watch that. Yeah, that I've been doing that often, but I've been trying to slow down now. Well, no, Brandon, it's fine if you can do it. I can't do it. I can't yeah. watch daily content. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe somebody needs their Brandon fix every day, and you're going to cater to that. Yeah, I can guarantee you not everybody's going to want to watch me every day of the week, nor do I have enough time to put into doing something every day. I, I also heard like um, YouTube will promote only one video per 24 hours. So if you did one one day and release one 17 hours later, it won't notify people of that second if you do it too close yeah i've i've heard of that as well but, i mean again i i i can't i don't even know when the last time i did a video two weeks ago maybe three well i mean maybe you're about the same as i'm on 15 days i think or something like that but i did do a live stream in there so i don't really try to yeah but i'm not looking for daily daily videos robert water said some people are that's that's not me. Course client at Chris at your uh, size of your channel now, it's easier to do or you can do those videos far out more than I can me trying to build my channel. Mm, I really can't. I mean, you you can do it the same. I mean, well, I think what you're getting at like if I take a 3 week break, people are going to forget about my channel. No. Yeah. I don't think they will. No, I I mean I'm not saying everyone, but there's going to be some people. And then like when I put out videos, they'll be like, oh yeah. You know what I mean? That guy. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about like, this channel. It'll be like, finally, maybe they'll go comment more on your video when you put one out. <laughs> I mean, <they're, laughs> but I don't feel bad if they don't, because they're not going to, I guarantee you when I finally do put out a next video, people aren't going to be like, it's about darn time. Cause I can tell you, Nobody's messaging me. Nobody's mad at me that I haven't put out a video because my email, 100% debt. Nobody's emailing <laughs> me and saying, Chris, why aren't you putting out a new video? 
Mine is if I stop uh, doing streams. If I decide not to do a stream for a week or two, oh, I'll get emails. People will be mad. Well, then you, have, you have more dedicated people subscribing to you, Brandon, than they are subscribing to me. Yeah, that's the thing. My channel is slowly growing, but my viewers are loyal. loyal. Man, I can't pronounce anything tonight. But I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I don't. I think the last video I put out, I am pretty sure the, the maintenance man didn't comment on it, and Brandon probably didn't comment on it either. So I mean, well, I don't comment on every video. I, you know, I should, <laughs> but I do watch videos. I just don't comment on every one of them. I'll be on. I'm far behind. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I've taken a break with everything that's going on. I, um, it's the whole reason why I haven't made any videos. It's, uh, uh, if I made a video, I want to do something different than than tools. I guess. Yeah, and I mean, people yeah. people want to see that. There, they do want to watch tool stuff. It's not like it's uh Yeah. You know they're not they're not gonna watch or be mad either. They're gonna enjoy it, but you know part of doing this, like I never really thought about this till like a month ago. But you kind of are influencing people with tools. You know, if you throw it in front of them, show them. I, I don't know if everyone thinks that, like I didn't, but you know I don't want to uh, cause people to want to go out and spend money right now on. Things they might not need, I guess. I think I did with these microphones. After I bought this microphone, like a bunch of other people bought the same microphone. <laughs> it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, I can tell you nobody's gone out and bought my microphone. I don't even know which one I use. <laughs> I took a recommendation on what people told me to buy because they're like, after one video, they're like, the sound's terrible. And I'm like, yeah, it's really not that bad, but okay. And then I went out and bought like, $125 microphone and I used it once and I hated it and I went back to my old microphone and then nobody complained. I was like, I'm going to buy this microphone. Took a picture of it, sent it out and showed it, used it in my next video and everybody's like, yeah, the audio is great. And I'm like, yeah, it took me like five hours to configure it, change the sensitivity and then I just haven't used it since. But my daughter likes to pretend like she's singing into it. So <laughs> I, the value that it's brought for her and her <laughs> hours of thinking she's in a studio recording a song to herself it's priceless so money there you go her. yeah so i'm not complaining about that everybody's got their different fans i i figure if i took the time to watch a video that i subscribe to nine times out of ten i'll comment on it yeah you, i mean you should if, if you watch the whole video two lengths why not? Might as well comment. That way you know I'm here. That yeah, way you know I watched that's it. True. Otherwise, otherwise, you know, I you can say you watched it unless we're talking about it. I don't know. That's just kind of how it is. I'm bad right now. There's not much of watching video, but if I pull up my YouTube and says someone goes live, I'll go and stop in there and say hi or something. Yeah, I always usually try to say hi or that's so I'm the stupid guy that goes always throws the wave up. That way yep. you Hey, I'm here. Yep, it was, it was, I was really here. Yeah, and you know, I, I try to listen to the videos too. I mean, 
I got a bunch of stuff that I still have that I have to make videos on. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I just got my last supply of ratchets in. So I got the uh, good old Crescent branded That's ratchet, 72 tooth. Nice. I got some of, the, some of the more expensive stuff in it, but it's not really that expensive when you really look at what oh, even even Matco or uh, Snap-on or Mac. You know, we got a Hazette, some German love in there. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, Robert Waters. It is hard to type with when your hands are covered in oil. I have tried that one. We got the Huera. Nice. Czech Republic, right there. You know, this I was actually really impressed with this. You know, I, it. I mean, I know they make great stuff. The handle throws me off. It just. Okay. So I'll be honest on the handle. It it's really heavy. Like, I like the material until it starts kind of beveling here yeah yeah that's the part just, i don't then like this just added a ton of weight to it and for as thin and low profile as this is it's really heavy it just it really is just a chunk of metal but it's it's really smooth I'll tell you that yeah i mean okay they make great stuff it just then we had to get some some of the the good old aims or what is this? No, Aries. 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 So I've always seen them, haven't bought any of their stuff. Yeah, it's smooth. Yeah, it feels like a Cobalt 92th ratchet with the Harbor got, Freight Selector. With the Harbor Freight Selector on there. We got a couple new people in the chat. We got Rated R Woodturning. Welcome. And we got Mud Mower Farms. Welcome to my uh, welcome to our live stream. It's yours. We're just here. Thank you for joining us. I'm really interested what rated R wood turning really is. <laughs> is that turning hard wood or is that like exposing parts of the wood you're not supposed to see? I, it sounds like something Brad's workbench would be real into. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really think that's a great, I think that's a great name. It's yeah. so intriguing that if you produce some good hardwood content, <laughs> it's really catching. I really like that name. That's dang. Why can't I have a cool name like that? I know. I don't know why. I, I should have thought of something cool. I mean, I think the BSS on there sounds really good because I always think of BS. And yeah. then I'm just thinking small engine. So, I mean, that's relatively cool. You got a snazzy logo. I mean, it's clean. It's simple. It's good stuff. I like that. It's not as good as rated R. Yeah, that's great. That's a great one. See, I should now I'm thinking like rated our uh, maintenance man. I know. <laughs> Seriously, just adding that rated R. I mean, if you do NC17, it's just not as like that's just too much. That like <laughs> that you tried too hard. But you know, and see, he's even got some good stuff on there. He's like bingo, Neil. He's you like, oh, it? I got all your hardwood needs. I mean. <laughs> That's great you stuff. Know, like it. 17 reminds me. Of, I don't know if you guys ever played computer games, but Wolfenstein, the original. Then Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah. And then it's that was crazy because you got like the first. What was it? It took three floppy disks to get the, the thing installed. And then the expansion pack was one <laughs> single disk. And you're like, how do you do that? So I only had the uh, like I could only play like eight levels. I right. had like three. Demo version. Yep. But um, that was a fun game, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Played it a lot. Oh, 
That's what Ed said. XXX maintenance man. That's starting to sound like a rated X uh, video there. I, I'm really bad with, with uh, acronyms. So NSFW, no strings. I, I don't I don't know what that is. So don't I, even say it if you can't. I don't either. <laughs> I mean I've I've seen it. I just I don't know what it means. I don't I don't either. No strings for wood. I, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and then then I picked up these. Now this this Steelman. to me those seem like something that Brad's workbench would have. I bought their screwdriver, their precision screwdrivers. <laughs> They're starting to pop up more on uh, uh, Amazon, Steelman brand. I was actually pretty impressed. So I did have to lube these up a little bit. There was a little bit of uh, – they locked up a little bit. But once I put the red lube of love in them, it was good. And when I say the red lube of love, it really is. It's the uh, Permatex Ultra Slick. Oh, yeah. And just, just a little – what was that, Neil? The selector on it. Can I see the uh, on the ratchet? Yeah. So if you are upright, like you see here, yeah, it's really easy. But say you are ratcheting. Oh well, now it's not so <laughs> e easy. Well, I mean, it's not bad, but you're just you're hunting for the selector. That's the that's strangest thing I've ever seen. So I mean. All in all, it's still going to work. It's going right. to work well. Hopefully, I'll have to try it out for a couple days, see how it goes. But it's pretty smooth so far. Pretty impressed. It, it is another heavier ratchet, a lot of metal to it. I do like the handle. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I hope that those, I'm not sure how those rubber we'll inserts are attached. Stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure how it's attached. So we'll have to see how they hold up, if they pop out, where, like, I know that that one's not going to come off. I mean, it's going to get nicked and scratched up, but that should be glued on there and have the insert that it's not coming off. But those, I don't know if you could just pry those out and they pop off. I don't know. It'll be interesting, but I guarantee you we'll break that one, too. The one that I am... <laughs> The one that I'm kind of concerned about is the Hazet one, where I look at the the head or the, I don't know, how'd you say, the handle slash neck on there. Hopefully it's made out of some good metal, otherwise we're going to be bending that because it's kind of short. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's pretty, like, yeah. thin, too, in the neck there. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried that it's going to end up like the Tekton. <laughs> that, was a, that was very impressive with that Tekton. But we'll see. I don't even know. I, I actually rebuilt that Tekken one. Oh, yeah, we still got that one. Did we show that off? Yeah, see, there's that Tekken. <laughs> I, like, you should have sent that to them and be like, this is your prototype for uh, yeah. an it was angel meant to be head like ratchet. That. So I'm kind of concerned that that Hazette one might end up like that Tekken. But if it does, it's going to be just as strong as the Snap-on one at half the price. So it'll be kind of interesting. The, the Hazet one also, I believe, is like a 30-tooth ratchet. So it'll be really interesting. So when we take these, it'll be like low-tooth count versus high-tooth count. It'll be really a matter of if the anvil is stronger or not. So to me, that one will be kind of interesting. 
kind of excited cool. to see that one. Yeah. So we've got Joe Smith and Friends Network in the house tonight. This really great one is just Joe Smith because you didn't have to type as much when you wanted to add him. But yeah. <laughs> Joe Smith's grandma is uh, 95th birthday today. Can you guys say happy birthday to – I don't know about that one. <laughs> you said your grandma, and that's her name? <laughs> Good one, Joe. Oh, Joe Smith, look at that. So apparently uh, Joe, Joe Smith is going to have me on his channel coming up for an After Dark. There I believe it is. What month are we in now? So it would be May. Sometime that first week in May, I'm supposed to show up on his channel. I'll just I'll come out and say Harry Balzac. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Hooked on Phonics didn't work for me, so he said grandma. Well, no, he said he did say grandpa. And see, I oh, read grandma. I did I read grandma name. too. And I think because he put on mom's side. Yeah. It all so ran there together. we go. So my brain ran it together and said grandma. I saw Harry and said, <laughs> nope, not going to do that. Yeah. And then I saw the words next to it, and I'm like, yeah, Hooked on Phonics didn't work for me. I'm not really good at sounding out words. That just looks awful, so I'm not going to say it. I Real question. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say with the uh, Friends Network added in, he is a lot easier to locate on – Yes. YouTube, yeah. if you type in that name. Yes, right. there's a lot of Joe Smiths out there. there yeah. <laughs> there really is. It's like there's a lot of John Doe's out there, too. But yeah. uh, I think every time someone gets arrested, their name's Joe Smith, John Smith. Mr. Smith. Yep, very true. So I got that in the works uh, at some point in time. Nobody likes to break a ratchet except for me. <laughs> but, well if someone's gonna do it might as well be you yeah somebody might as well do it because if i don't they're gonna be ed the old tech guy or somebody <laughs> else out there that's going to uh try to break some tools but yeah we got that we got that in the pipelines we also got another crazy thing so if you missed one of my videos i'm gonna actually pull out a couple videos that i did inside of it and make them a little bit bigger so I might, so you'll you'll probably see a Craftsman versus Craftsman, which is the Craftsman Stanley Black and Decker versus the Sears Craftsman and the Cobalt. So that video might just pop out there because it was intertwined with a different video. Uh, we did the Tower of Torque, which was intertwined with another video. If you missed that, that's where we did um, a three three quarter to half inch, half inch to three eighths, and we showed that there's literally no torque loss in that. I, I, that's with the uh, that big thing that you got, right? Yeah, with a three thousand dollars socket. Is that like four videos ago? Three? Uh, a lot sure. more ago, probably eight videos, maybe. Uh, I know. I remember watching that one. So yeah, so but not a lot of people watch that one. So we'll probably pull that one out. But we're gonna add on that one, and we're gonna find out the torque loss. Because people always like to think that there's a huge myth when it comes to doing hand torque tools. So we're going to do one with no extension. And then we're going to take it to a seven-foot extension. But we're going to do extensions in between it. So we're going to do like no extension and then maybe like 12 inches, 24 inches, 36 inches, and then seven feet. 
That would be cool. That would be interesting to see. I thought it was interesting to do. My wife had to help me video that one. <laughs> so She's the video technique. The camera. I, I don't know about that. We're going <laughs> to. This will be the first time anybody in the world will find out how good she is with the camera, other than when we were at SEMA. SEMA, yeah. Yep. So she did pretty good. Uh, we shot this one on my iPhone, so I don't know. We'll we'll find out. She she learned some new techniques. How you just hold the hold the phone and you walk with your body, not with your hands. <laughs> um, it's really amazing the things that you you take for granted when you start shooting some videos, such as your lighting and a couple other things. Yeah. And you're like, wow. Just looking at some things that people produce. It's amazing the things that people can produce. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, like my iPhone video, it's mm -hmm. a 4K yeah. camera, you know? You wouldn't be, you'd be surprised the YouTubers, big YouTubers I know that just use their phones. That's all they use to record their videos. Yeah. I, and I will agree with it. I mean, I bought a Canon camera. Uh, and I've never used it for a video. <laughs> I took it to SEMA with me. I tried to use it once or twice, and I even tried it before I went to SEMA. Didn't didn't work out. It all That's came back to using just just audio on it. Like there's not any convenient way for me to mic up without spending another three hundred dollars on some wireless mic system. Flipping yeah. between front facing and rear facing. Or right. it, it just it gets mind boggling. I don't know, and I do like my GoPro. Yeah, me too. I mean, if I'm doing a store walk around, it's going to be GoPro, and we know Brandon loves his GoPro. Yeah, that's why I got two. I know. <laughs> Are you still liking that silver with the the non replaceable battery? It's okay. You know, people tell me, "Oh, don't get that." It's when the battery dies and you have to charge it, the battery's like almost three hours, four hours. That's, I'm not going to do a three hour, four hour video. So I have no problem with it. That's true. But I'd be surprised. The last time I went to Harbor Freight and shot for my video, I was in there for like 55 minutes. And that killed my GoPro battery. Like I literally videoed until it died. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thankfully I can swap it out so I can do the the outtake or extra, as I call it, which is the ending wrap-up. But it's not really. I don't know. Just my sign-off. See, this one, <laughs> the the five hat black has the replaceable. It's just not my silver. But that one also had a good microphone on it because it wasn't the waterproof one. Yeah. And if old school repair is using it only when it gets rainy, then that means he's either got a case for it or he's using the seven black. Cause that was, wait, did the six have a waterproof microphone? It did, didn't it? So a six or a seven. I don't know. I hate, I hated the whole configuration when they moved to, uh, I think the seven silver is it's waterproof to a point. I thought it was waterproof. Yeah, you just can't dip it. You know, I don't think you can do like a large amount of water. It can handle rain. It can handle rain and stuff. So, water resistant, not water resistant. 
I wouldn't go diving with it. I would put it in a case. They work. I mean, you could just get one of those and do all your stuff. I mean, you don't get the the cool zoom in that you can get with a nice with an iPhone or, or a nice Android. The new GoPro Eight has digital zoom. Yeah, but digital zoom is not a good zoom. Yeah, it, it, that's I'll do anything but digital zoom. Yeah. What's zoom? <laughs> yeah. You just put the camera real close to what you're working on. <laughs> that's pretty much what I do. Just <laughs> zoom. You move. Yeah, you're you're doing the. <laughs> yeah. No joke. That that is literally how I would do it. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard enough, like figuring out how to do the video and how you want to shoot it. So I I really just do everything like as simplistic as I can, and then go from there. Oh, I'm trying to master the video editing. I think I'm getting better at it. I think my plow video was my best video I've done yet. I've I've yet to even try to edit a video. It is time consuming. Like I'm at a point like like I I know I should like practice it or at least re look at it, you know. But like I'm my I think my content is good and I'm putting it out there and I just I just haven't taken the time to tweak it, I guess, you know. You're just trying to get your videos that you want out. I think it's just kind of luck of the draw sometimes. The reality is, is tons and tons of people are doing it. It's not working one way, then you got to find a new way to do it. And some people don't ever find a new way to do it. I know I went to SEMA. And there were some guys that are like, yeah, I've been doing this for three years and you know, it's kind of getting tiresome. And, you know, we talked for a little bit and they're like, I looked at their stuff. I'm like, whoa, their videos are way better than mine. <laughs> and, uh, kinda, yeah, I've, I've seen that. Like, like there's some channels I've seen that like, it's like a professional TV show for 15 minutes, but they don't have. Yeah. Subscribers. Yep. And they've been and doing like, it for a long time. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, their stuff is really good. And I'm like, not secretly saying it out loud of like, yeah, I'd give up if that's where you're at. But your content is so good, but nobody's watching it. But yet they keep doing it. Hey, if they're ha like, you know. I think I, some of it's just luck. You, yeah. I yep. mean, I think every channel grows differently and um, it can get frustrating, but I'm happy where I'm at and I enjoy doing the videos. So, yeah, like mine, it took me three years to get 600. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, a lot of people are watching, and you enjoy doing it. Yeah. But your, your 600 are different than any of the 600 that I have. So if your 600 are yelling at you when you haven't done a live stream for yep. a week or two, is that a good thing or is it a bad thing? I mean, it's a good thing in the sense that if Brandon wants to do another live stream, he he's going to do it. In my sense, if somebody was telling me to do a live stream, I'd probably be like, Unless it was you or or Neil or Justin or somebody else, I I'd be like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. 
I will I will say I've had a few people text me and be like, Are you okay? I'm like, Yeah, I'm fine. And they're like, All right, I just I haven't seen you on YouTube in a while. And it's like just taking a break. I mean, I think everyone just takes a break sometimes. I don't know. Sometimes you have to walk away from YouTube for a little bit. It wasn't like a, a frustration thing. It's just like yeah. I, I have some projects going on at home and it's uh, just a different time, kind of. Yeah, it's okay. exactly. yeah, exactly. Like there's, but they also got to check in you and be like, Neil, uh, are you sick? Are you coughing? Is that why you're not on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is is it allergies? <laughs> I, I mean, it's good that you can laugh and not cough. I mean, we like that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, alcohol makes this stuff die, right? So. <laughs> I mean, I thought I was the healthiest when I was in college. <laughs> exactly. And then sometimes you just never stop. I mean, I, do you guys have any pro like home projects or? That... I gave my kids gave my kids haircuts today. That was <laughs> really? fun. Yeah, I got a couple. So I got more attention from that than anything I've done lately on YouTube. Like. I had two guys like honk their horn when I was when I was outside cutting the kids' hair, and I was taking the leaf blower and just <laughs> blowing all the hair off of them. Because my wife was like, "You should cut the kids' hair," and I'm like, "Okay, I always cut the kids' hair." And she's like, "No, but it's nice enough. You can do it outside, and then you can <laughs> just use the leaf blower. And then if you guys really get excited, it's warm enough, you can just turn the sprinklers on and have the kids run through the sprinklers." <laughs> so. Home projects, eh. no, not really. Just making sure we're stocked on everything and everything's working. Well, I got the barn still, which I don't think I'm going to get much videos put out until I can finish the barn. Uh, as soon as that check comes in, I know a lot of people are going to go blow it on stupid stuff, but we're putting that money into rebuilding the chicken coop. We got... More, we got a bunch of chickens that we just bought. We got three ha uh, incubators running right now, full of eggs to hatch out. So that's awesome. Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, that's good. That's good, though. I mean, I am. Uh, we are going to be having a third child, so. I'm painting the whole interior of our house. And I don't, like when we bought our house, every everything was wallpapered. Even the hallways was just plain white wallpaper. Uh, there's never the a coat, Yeah, there's never a coat of paint on any of the walls. It came off real easy, but when it came off there was like little holes, you know, that it peeled the plaster away. So I'm, I'm skim coating every single wall and painting them. So we just, so to clarify for Neil, congrats to Neil, Neil on a third kid. Neil Thanks. is not pregnant. Neil's <laughs> wife is pregnant. I look like I am, but I'm not. <laughs> Thank you. Let's see. What did we've done some things. But a lot of mine finished up. Like we did the the new kitchen floor. Or yeah. Um, I got to continue to clean up the garage, so that we can build a paint booth to do all of the painting. 
for the kitchen cabinets. But that brings up another point. A lot of people have already gone to the home improvement stores and whatnot and have bought a lot of paint and painting tape. So I've seen a reduction in the availability of painting tape because they're all stuck inside. So they're making the most of their time by doing a lot of painting. Oh, yeah. A week or two back, we drove by one of the uh, Lowe's and that place was packed. I've never seen it so packed before. Not even on Black Friday. So it's interesting because they're an essential store, people that are non-essentials can use that as a place or destination to go. Like, yeah. And there's, there's been reports or things of people just meandering around the store, hanging out because that's the only <laughs> place they can browse. It's the only place they can go. You know, you can also hop in your car and just drive around. Gas is real cheap right now. Yes, um, it is. I've Incredibly had cheap. same tank of gas for three weeks in my truck and and i'm at like uh almost full still so <clears throat> that's a good feeling when you know that you don't have to fill up two or three times a week but it's also a really odd weird one where it's like well the gas is so cheap it's like i want to go buy gas right now but <laughs> i don't need it <laughs> right you don't need it but what would you do even if you filled it up? It just sit there. Yeah. Like I even uh, I I hooked a, a a drip charger up to my truck just because usually you know well actually um, last week uh, we ordered all of our groceries from Target and they deliver it to your front doorstep. Wow. So we really haven't been out of the house in two weeks. So we try to get out every now and then. I Maybe now, Neil, now's the time to start working on your six pack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. But uh, you know, like we we have a pretty nice property where like every day it's nice. The kids can go out and they can play around, and they got plenty. Actually, we I bought them a Power Wheels like a while back and the other day i took the there's a governor on it so there's like another speed that they still haven't gotten to and that thing flies so uh Hi, Steve. yep we got steven cox joining us tonight he's in the chats you want to hear ah. some first world problems that i've heard of so chick-fil-a if you go onto their app right now and you look at their menu and you look at the milkshakes that they carry, they don't have whipped cream and cherries on top of them anymore. Oh, wow. It's because they are not offering whipped cream and cherries when you go through the store because of the current environmental situation with the spreading of things. So I thought it was really unique and I thought it was interesting. Somebody pointed that out to me. And they're like, look at, they even took the whipped cream. They went as far as taking the whipped cream and cherries <laughs> off the shakes when you go through the app because you'll still ask for them, but you won't get them. And then they'll be like, well, look at the picture. It's not on there. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, it's not on there. I thought that was crazy. But that's how you got to do it in this day and age. I don't have a Chick-fil-A around me. <laughs> well, we do. Uh, actually, <laughs> way 
that he'll go to <laughs> to get their breakfast sandwich or whatever they have. If you want a chicken sandwich for breakfast, that's, I don't know, they're pretty tasty. You got to get the biscuits that aren't, if, as long as they're fresh, they're good. But if you, you can tell when they're like a day or two old because they are, they are not easy to go down. Yeah, we got Chick-fil-A across town, but up the road from me on this road right here I live on, there's a Zaxby's, which makes yeah. me good chicken. Old school repair shop. Yeah, Robinson. And that's I from where we're at, that's good on a most days it's about forty five minutes to an hour from us. Polar Bear Ed said I had to swipe my own card at Taco Bell. Yeah, that's right. Doesn't is it just me or do most of the time the cashier like they take your card at Taco Bell and swipe it? They did that on ours. Wait. I mean, oh, oh, they they don't want to touch it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But I remember physically going into the store. I thought it was odd that the the person, the machine's like right in front of me, and the person would still take my card at Taco Bell. Like that was a thing at my Taco Bell. They would take the card from you. They would swipe it on the swiper behind like, the counter. No. no. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Why are you doing that? It's right in front of me. I, I mean, I will say, like, the stuff that how this has all happened now, it's like, you know, it is true. Like, someone sneezes or coughs, you're like, you know. I agree with Steven. I, I, I like the stay-at-home stuff right now. It seem, I think it's bringing a lot of families together in a way. It's sad, yeah. but it's true. Well, it goes both ways. If you can so, afford it. Well, yeah. Not necessarily that. I can tell you it's very, very trying right now at our household. So we've had some really good successful days. We've had some really challenging days where it's just like, I really need to go to work. I need to not <laughs> be here. But there is no work available for me to go to. So I am at home. It's very different in the sense that Hey, I am not a teacher. My wife is a teacher, but we've never had to homeschool our own kids. My wife is also a math teacher for high school kids. It's very interesting having to learn first grade curriculum, as well as motivate a college student to do online courses that already knows that online courses are not successful for her, but yet she doesn't have a choice because she loses her academic scholarship if she drops below a certain GPA and failing classes means that you're going to drop below that GPA and they're already failing some classes when they're normally like a three, five, three, seven student and they're in jeopardy of losing their academic scholarship. So we've had some tough conversations at our household that just because you're not good at something doesn't mean that you can just allow yourself to not be good at it because you don't have a choice right now. So we've had a lot of different interesting moments this week, as well as a very successful moment. So we were on live stream earlier. You might have seen me look up or around me. There were some yelling and screaming that were going on, but it was very successful because we had our three-year-old for the very first time use the facilities for not only number one, but number two, which is awesome. something that we've been trying to accomplish for a very, very long time. And we kept joking in the sense that, hey, 
the diapers that you have, that's all we have. We're stuck at home and literally it is hard to get some diapers in some cities and states right now. And we told them we can, we cannot afford to get more diapers for you. And so we've been working for the last week, week and a half. I forget baby wipes. It's hard to find baby wipes right now. So we've been struggling with that. And that finally happened tonight after many, many months. So we've had some good, good challenges, good successes, as well as some very tough ones, if that makes sense. So we've had a lot more uh, Mario Kart nights for family. We've had a lot more living room movie nights. Uh, We'll be doing a movie night tomorrow night. Happy Easter early to everybody out there, which is tomorrow. Yeah. So hopefully Stephen will have, you know, the Easter bunny come to his house. If not, the kids are already in bed and things are set in stage for them. I know we've told our kids tomorrow, you need to wake everybody up. We're going to get everybody up. We're going to go downstairs. We're going to see what the Easter bunny brought us because the Easter bunny doesn't forget anybody. So mom and dad are actually included in this one and we'll see what the Easter bunny brings us. And then we will get to go to online church at some point in time. Yep. The maintenance man probably was having internet connection problems. Yeah, so he was glitching out some. He froze a couple times, so he may jump back in. We'll have to see. Yep. Yeah, this is going to be the first Easter that we ain't going to do much. Uh, in the last few Easter's, we've actually had a big blowout. We've had twenty plus people on this property. And the acre pasture behind me, we we put out over a thousand e- Easter eggs out in the field. I want. I, I don't know if my text went through. I'm sorry, but uh, have a good night, Jason's Forge. Be safe. <clears throat> yeah, Robert Water said your wife shut off the internet for a little bit. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, congratulations on that, though. That's you're right. With diapers and stuff yeah so you know just when you're trying to potty train a three-year-old as well as have a freshman in college continue to be successful and put scholarships in jeopardy and things of that nature it's it's a trying time and there's only so far that you can escape right now um you know neil was talking about not using his truck very much or having the same tank of gas for three weeks. She's in the same boat. She's been a freshman in college and stuck at home for the last four weeks. Yeah. She's quit her, her day job. That was a coffee Bertista. And so she's not doing that anymore. Uh, business just slowed down in the sense that they don't need that staff as much. Right. And so she is stuck at home. Stuck at online school classes, doesn't have a job, and still has to make the best of it while spending the most amount of time with her family. Well, I will say, like, my kids have been getting along pretty darn good, which I'm very thankful for. And, uh, like, you know, usually when I'm working, you come home, you spend a few hours, you're back in the grind on the weekends, you got a house project. It's been very nice, even though it can be trying. It's still very nice to have that time, I guess, you know? Yeah. 
that's the thing that I don't get. I don't get as much. Actually, I get all the time with them and I'm not used to it and they're not used to it. Right. So we have to adapt a little bit differently and we'll learn to do that. But it'll be really weird when everything does go back to a different normal as things change. So that will be interesting. I like this painting project and skim coating the walls and all that and changing out all the outlets and let, I mean, it's like kind of waking up to work. I get a few hours to, you know, <laughs> do that. My wife wants it done. <laughs> so, um, at, at least I have something to hold on to. Guys, I'll be right back. I got to run inside real quick. Okay. So progress on the garage coming well. There's only so much space that I can put stuff. I mean, it looks a lot better from here. But I mean, at least you can see that it's still maintained in the sense that it hasn't changed a whole lot. Well, that's where you do all your work, right? Right. For, For YouTube. Uh, yeah. Right here. So, but I haven't been doing a whole lot of work lately, but I can't go out. So, you know. I don't know. It'll all come around. It's it's surviving. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you I made the wrong choice of continuing to buy some more power tools. <laughs> the cobalt. God, I feel bad for anybody that gets into the power tools on YouTube because not only one is it expensive, but two, having six different battery chargers right in front of me, it's crazy. I I don't know how they do it. It's, uh, I mean, I, I think it'd be interesting to see you get more into to that, you know, to mix it up a bit every once in a while. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that's not what my subscribers want to see, but I mean, they, they'll, they'll come around or if they don't, the, the new bunch will. Somebody <laughs> else will. Yep. Yeah. So I've been really kind of like gun shy on some of that stuff because I really wanted to take uh, all the impact drivers and actually do a nut torque down test on them and see. So like, you know, the Bosch says it's supposed to do 1800 inch pounds and some no name brand out there says it's supposed to do 2600 inch pounds. <laughs> well, I can tell you that that's not true, <laughs> but Oddly enough, the Bauer one out of all of them, that one says it's only supposed to do like 1,200 inch pounds, which is like the least rated out of them. But it actually produces probably the best price to performance ratio and didn't actually overstate it where there's going to be a bunch of torque loss. But this one will probably have the best because it's got a coupler on it or half inch chuck that'll go right to a half inch socket. Right. So I don't have to put an adapter that I'm breaking on the cobalt one. I bought I bought the uh, the Ryobi half inch, and for like what I need it for, you know, it's under a hundred bucks, and it works. Yeah. So I was I was actually impressed that I was able to take lug nuts off on my car with this. Now you're not going to get this to do your 140 foot pound torque on an avalanche or some of the other pickups out there but oddly enough i mean 
it was able to do fairly well into the hundreds. This 12-volt hex driver, quarter inch, will take lug nuts off. <laughs> I did not know that before I bought the, uh, the Ryobi, but learned that after. Yeah, it might take it off, but it's not going to put them back on. No, but I mean... That was the interesting thing, where a lot of these, like this, could nut bust much more than it could torque down. Right, right. Just It, it just was the thing. I will be right back as, as well. I got to take a break. I'm going to pee. Robert Waters says, if you can go fishing, why would you want to go someplace else? I don't know. It depends. I haven't been fishing I, in several years. I can go fishing. I can go fishing down the street for me, but uh, can't necessarily eat it. And I can only catch so much. Uh, what is it? Carp, crappie, bluegill. Yeah. Again, still can't eat them. I mean, you could. Wouldn't taste the best. I guess if you're starving, it would be a whole different story. Yeah, that's true. You can eat just about darn anything. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you're going to like it. Yeah, Roger has a nice pond. Man, that is a beautiful pond he has on his property. I forgot what he says. I think he said it was a two or three acre pond. If I remember right. You know, I was having a conversation with my son the other night. And he was asking me what the difference between a pond and a lake was. And I really told him that it was a lot more about the depth than anything. Yeah. Where, you know, your pond's going to be shallow throughout. Where your lake's going to be a little bit deeper. I don't know if Roger has a difference on that so i mean do you call a two acre pond a lake or is it not really a lake because it's rather shallow so it's I, a pond but ponds can be deep so what's the difference between a pond or a lake i i think it's the um i think what roger's saying is the the overall size you know yeah this overall size is two like, acres. Like a pond, I think, is something ah. that you, you could see from from every side from one side. You know what I mean? Like you could stand there and see the other side of it. A lake is something where, you know, you can stand there. But just because you could see the other side of the pond doesn't mean that it can't be, you know, very deep. So we were having that conversation the other night. We hadn't got all the answers on it that was one of my to-do research projects was to figure out the difference between a lake and a pond and give him concrete evidence so that we could go out and we could be like that there that's a pond that that's a lake yeah. i know the difference and then what's the difference between a stream a creek and a creek and a river yeah. because some people call yeah. some some creeks are they call rivers but they're the size of a creek so why are you calling them rivers? Well, they're only they're only called cricks around here. But that's what my wife was like. They don't call it a crick, and I'm like, they call it a crick around here. Yep. 
She's like, it's creek. And I'm like, hey, no. hey Ian's getting down the creek today. Catch some crayfish in that. According to Google, it's the size on lake and pond. So no depth involved. It's just size. Or is size included with the depth? So it's the length and width and depth to get to the size. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Surface area versus total? I don't know. I think if you, if you drive by a body of water and you can see the end of it, you go, that's a pond. <laughs> if you drive by a body of water and you can't see the end of it, that's a lake. <laughs> Unless that thing that you call a pond is really a river or a water runoff. <laughs> well, tributary, I don't know. It's all it's I, a body of water, right? I Roger's right. A lot of ponds around here in Texas are called stock tanks because it's watering hose for your cattle. Hmm. All right. As long as you jump into the right watering hole, that's all that matters. I guess. <laughs> It could be an ocean if you can't see the end, but then I would hope that you would know geographically where you're at. Why couldn't it be a sea? It could also be a sea. I think a sea can be pretty big. Or it could be a gulf. Or a strait. <laughs> I, I, I remember as a kid going up to what was called the Sears Tower and thinking that uh, – this is the first time the earth is not flat. I could see like in my mind, like the water curving. It was really, really cool. That's awesome. I, I got sucked into Google one night and I was watching like uh, funniest dumb people. And there's a flat earther trying to prove that, you know, the earth's flat. Yeah. And he's like, if we stand at the same level, you know, 32 feet away, we should see each other's or I should be able to see his flashlight beaming into the camera. He's like, but if it's not flat, if he lifts it above his head, then I'll be able to see the light. So they're apart. And he's like, all right, do you have the light on? He's like, yeah. He's like, uh, I'm not seeing it. He goes, uh, hold it above your head. Guy puts it up and all of a sudden light comes into the camera and he's like, um, yeah, that, it wasn't supposed to happen. I uh... <laughs> so you still think it's flat, do you? <laughs> I mean, and the funny thing was, is this guy was shocked at that outcome. I know. <laughs> or he was horrified that he's like, they're gonna know that it's not that I'm incorrect. Good well, it wasn't even it. a live stream. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's too funny yeah it's the funny people believe in some really interesting things probably even myself included i don't know uh, yeah i mean we all do but like that's just i mean that's crazy i mean we were talking like i was doing this when i was so young google didn't even exist you didn't Heck, I that was probably only a couple of years off when my parents could hold me in the front seat and that was still legal. <laughs> that was back when I had the coolest socks that had like stripes on them. They were white with like red and orange stripes on it. 
and your shorts were all material. None of this nylon. <laughs> it was it was this before Umbros were even cool. I remember Umbros. <laughs> I definitely rocked Umbros. Umbros with biker shorts. I had um, someone gave me a pair. Like you know, when you're young, you get hand me downs. I got a pair of bike shorts and I put them on. And I'm like, yeah, this this is weird. Like. <laughs> Bugs Bunny proved the world's round to Christopher Columbus, so it, it has to be true. It's round. Yep, that happens. There's good times. Yep, interesting times. So, Neil, how was your experience? You said it was pretty good taking off the uh, wallpaper. Yeah, I mean, when we first moved in. Over, it was over 10 years ago. It came right off. Like, I didn't have to wipe it or spray anything. But the, and the glue can't, like, there's no glue on the walls, but it had been on for 40 years. So it peeled some of the plaster, you know, like little, mm -hmm. just little tiny little holes, you know, all over. But, you know, my wife wanted it painted at that time. So she just said, paint it. And this time I'm like, no, nah, I want to make the wall smooth and nice. She still just wanted it painted. I'm like, I have time now. I have the time. <laughs> That's a lot of work though. And then did you have to do some sanding on top of it? And No, I bought, um, actually, I was, was going to, here it is. I bought this off of Amazon like, uh, three weeks ago and you just put it on it's a lightweight spackling and you just i just took a towel and wiped it down because it's not you know it's not huge holes like i said you just do the whole wall and then you take a towel and you just wipe it down and then paint it and it's good to go well interested to see how it turns out so far so good <laughs> Did you do um what's your what's your paint of choice that you put on? Um, at home. We're at home. Not not for business, but like when you are at home, what do you use? We use bear. Uh we we got the marquee. Is that the is that a one coat or a primer and paint well, and They're all one coat, but they're never one coat. You know? That's for sure. They all claim it, but I mean, they're one coat if you prime every wall before you paint. But that, but I mean, it works well. I I use Sherwin Williams at work, and I know some people think bears cheat. It all looks like paint to me. So, uh, rated R wood. Uh, if tomorrow was the apocalypse and you could only take one tool with you, what would it be? I'm going to add Y. That would be a hard one. I'd take a hammer. I'd probably have to pick one of those. Like uh, it's, it's back down underneath our stairwell right now, but I have one of those like survival shovels that <laughs> has the shovel, the ax, the hammer, uh, the screwdriver comes out of the handle on it. That's probably what I would take with me. I guess it depends on what kind of apocalypse. Are we talking zombies? Because, you know, then we have to take the pew-pew. 
<laughs> I'm thinking Mid we're zombie apocalypse. I'm taking a chainsaw. A chainsaw would be cool. But I'm not going to be taking the uh, 40 volt chainsaw, or definitely not uh, the Walmart chainsaw. <laughs> no, it's it's game. I'm going to take my my 26 inch home light. <laughs> I got one of those still uh, still climbing saws. You know, they're smaller. Mm-hmm. Mount that to the front of a gun. <laughs> Ultimate weapon. <laughs> oh, I could pull out the. Uh, good old bayonet little end here and it legitimately is a bayonet holy cow stamped right on there 1916 oh nice yep so i don't have the weapon to go with it but i mean it's got it's got the holder on there that it was supposed to mount up to that was pretty cool my uncle just bought an old russian well he traded it for an old russian rifle with the bayonet on it pretty neat it says i didn't do a ton of research on it it says like a lith grow on it can't remember which army this one was in for just but yeah i got that one around i don't know why i had that there i was just hanging out my <laughs> weapon is Bleeding. right on my wall right there i think we're getting away from tools like it was a tool it is a tool. <laughs> a bayonet, you know. <laughs> it's a tool. That you use every day or in I the mean, last decade? I mean, like you're going to hunt a hog to eat. If you don't get it with the bullet, you can always I'm run up to it and stab it. Yeah, if you don't get it with the bullet, you're going to get it with the bayonet. I'm going with the hammer. You can knock branches off of trees. You can, you know. Brandon, I so I'm you're right. I shouldn't take my shovel. I should take my four foot pipe that I used to break all my ratchets with, right? There you that go. Way I can use it like a baseball bat. Yep. You could you could heat up water in there, boil it. Exactly. <laughs> Weapons are different. Weapons you, are not tools. You could uh you know wow. use it to <clears throat> Probably make a bong or something out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I just think I'd use it more as like a a bat type of swinging object. Yep. Well, I mean, are we talking about like tools that you'd use in the trade? Like people right. are going going to kill you, or like just you have to abandon your home and live out in the woods. And you have to take a tool. I mean, there's so many possibilities yeah. here. So I maybe I, hold on, I got it. You don't actually have to get it, but apparently Brandon does. So, Boom! There you go. <laughs> you it could be a weapon. On. It could be a hammer. It could chop yep. wood. Yep, that's that's why I got the the multi-purpose shovel that turns could into even a, be a screwdriver because it has a blade on it. You know, yeah. Yep, you could do a screwdriver. You could definitely hammer that thing out on a forge and then uh, turn it into a knife or an ice pick. Yep. Yep. Or, or if you have one of those hatchets with the axe and the hammer on the back end, you know, they make those. So you, you make you a... the hatchet part's not that that good on those, though. 
they do make um, a couple different ratchets that are kind of like a, a spud ratcheting hammer type of tool. There's one that they even have, which I have it, that's got like a nail puller on it. It's the oddest tool. Should see if I could find that. And you could tell me when you'd ever be ratcheting, hammering, and pulling nails at the same time. Wait, I I could not think of when I was actually gonna use it, but I bought it. A roofing hatchet. Yeah, that'd be good. I got it. I'm Feast your eyes on that butte. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I ask what brand that is? Is that like the Olympic or Olympus or no name brand? <laughs> so so my uncle he passed away a while ago, a couple years ago, and this was in his tool. He was not a handy guy, but the features there's jaws there and there. There's uh it does adjust up and down. There's like wow. a nut getter there, and then you got a hammer. I mean tall one. Is it like a wire cutters up top when when those come together? I up top, like you go out, it's like a nipper. Like yeah. Uh, and then you come down, you widen these jaws. I will say though, like it's it has a nice, like, you could definitely, it's heavy on top. So, like, it swings like a hammer. Hmm. Like, you think it wouldn't, but it does, like, it does. It's comfortable. But that, that would probably be it right there. That's a good one. Have you used it lately? I've never used it in my <laughs> life. But it's really close and within reach. That was awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd kind of keep it out here. There is a... It's made in Taiwan. It's U.S. patented, and that's all the info they give you. There's not one company name on there because no one wants to fess up to it. <laughs> Taiwan makes some good stuff, though, right? All the great stuff is made there. I can tell you that that one company that I can tell you that doesn't make that Harbor Freight does not make that. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure Brandon can vouch for that because he knows some of his Harbor Freight items. I can tell you that is not a Harbor Freight item. They should. <laughs> don't tempt them. Actually, and you can see, like, even, like, the – I don't know if you can see this, but the hammer head, do you see that, like – it looks like it's almost, like, wel welded on or – Quality. <laughs> I can see that. It's like it was welded on and then just didn't get ground down very well. Yeah, yeah it's completely welded on, the head. <laughs> I guess um, the, the real sad thing is someone spent time coming up with this. And then somebody paid for it. And then it's been kept around because it's just too good to get rid of. <laughs> I mean, this is definitely a classic item. Yeah. That's something you got to keep around just as a storytelling piece. Oh, and it has a nail puller in the. Uh... There you go. And you have not <laughs> used that at, at one time. Unbelievable, Neil. I can see that as so for a maintenance man, that has so many possibilities right there. I should just walk around with this thing all day. Yeah, you don't need all those tools with you. Just take that. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably an 18 and one right there. 
<laughs> I mean, it, and the funny thing too is like I know there's a little surface rust, but this thing has never been used ever. <laughs> the handles are brand new on it. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That's life, though. I mean, we should probably talk about tools we bought that we haven't ever used. I could do that. But that's one that you didn't buy, so that one's not fair. Or we could talk <laughs> about the tools that we've bought because somebody on YouTube did a video on them. We're like, ooh, that's cool, and then never used it. And I can right. go get one right now. It won't take me very long. I'll show one that I do use, but not as the tool, but Audubon Dan did a video on this it's a craftsman nine foot tape measure but it has the bottle opener and i bought that because it is like four bucks and it looked awesome on his channel oh yeah i gotta find that one that was another one so i bought this these are the flat wrenches or the thin wrenches from home oh. depot oh See those be nice See right there. So Brandon's already oogling over these in the sense that we can get to that one carburetor adjustment or that one, that one really, really flat wrench spot that you just need to eke down in there. They make these in SAE and metric with that black oxide on there that chips off so easily that when you actually go to use them, you can put your permanent marker on the black spots and it goes away. But um <laughs> You're never going to do that because it's going to wear off by the time it gets greasy and whatnot. Yeah. Justin Dow did a video on those, thought those were the coolest thing, and never used them. <laughs> well, why I would like them is the bowl, uh, the bowl on a carburetor on a small engine. A lot of them yeah. has a fuel shutoff solenoid, and it's hard to find a wrench that'll fit, that's thin enough to fit in there to turn that off. Yeah, I thought it was great. Got the three eighths over there, seven sixteenths over there. You know, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, the next time I'm going to use these is going to be when I'm working with my with my grinder. I was actually looking for, believe it or not, by the time I put one of the stupid wire brushes on it, thank God I could could get it off by hand by backing it off. I needed a flat wrench, and this one, by golly, would have done it. So I do actually know when I'm going to use this next. Now, let me see what else I haven't used. I can't think of any tool that I have bought that I haven't used. There was that, since you showed the um, those wrenches, I wanted to show this. Haven't used that. That's been a year. Tool. These? Wanted to see those again? They're pretty nice. Uh, those are the thin ones, huh? Yeah, those are the uh, thin head access wrench set from Home Depot. All right, now there's a there's a company called Gear Drive. They're made by they're an offshoot of WorkPro, but they have long set of wrenches like that, but in chrome. I don't know yeah. if they're thin, but they're long. There's a couple different brands, so you know, in in Apex Tools makes those right. Yeah, yeah, these in, are the. They so cross over sometime in the work pro also husky really? work pro. Yeah. I would think gear wrench would have them. Um I saw Capri tool. Capri yeah, I see them right now I'm looking at them. 
For what brand? The Capri Tools. Yeah, Capri Tools has them. They didn't look too bad, but I was like, well, they have a more complete set, but this is just the mixed SAE and metric. But I go, eh, I already don't use these much. And if I am, it's only going to be one or two sizes. So if I need them in the future, I'd only buy one or two sizes. All right, I'll show you a handsaw I bought that I've used a few times. It's come in handy. I bought it because Wrangler Star, I saw it on his channel. I was like, man, oh, that thing's cool. This is going to be good. I want to see this one. I didn't I didn't see this exact saw, but I like the company. It was kind of like the one that he was using. But it's like one of those. Oh, yeah. I've seen those saws before. Oh, Jap yeah. Japanese blades where you got the, yeah. the pull and the rip on. And it, it is. I mean, if you got to cut something real quick. And you don't want to throw a battery in a circ saw. You can just go to town real quick. But later fearless. Later fearless. But uh, later. Wrangler Star got me. What did he use it on for a demo? Was he just like? I uh, he he gets so many different tools, and he's a woodworker. Yeah, pool saw. It does take some getting used to, but um. It is it is a lot better to use than your just average um just regular handsaw going. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Roger, I got some tools in my toolbox that's probably around 60 years old. They still work good, so I keep I keep using them. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I'm looking around trying to think what else I have. I don't have I, anything on hand, but um, Audubon Dan did some. Uh, well, you have them, the Hazet tools, and I bought some of those. And he also did some videos on the Tajima brand, and I bought like a few of their tools that actually worked out really well so far, both of them. Trying to think what else I uh now I'm making up a whole shopping list. I've seen those th thin wrenches, I added them to my shopping list. I was like, man, those are handy. <laughs> you should check out the uh the gear drive. Yeah, I'll look into those. Okay, well, I actually do use these every now and then, but these were probably one of the best clearance closeout adjustable wrenches that I got, but I just don't use them that much. Or right, is this four-piece set here with the Jesse James, the chopper, <laughs> the chopper <laughs> logo on it? I don't even... <laughs> <laughs> I got the eight, the six, the eight, the ten, and the twelve, and I mean they work. There's nothing wrong with them, and I, and I, every now and then I do see some of these, uh, the West Coast choppers and the Jesse James things pop up at the pawn shop, 
and my God, the people are so dumb about them. They're like, oh, yeah, those are Mac so tools. Famous. They're $100. Yeah, and they're like, oh, yeah, those are Mac tools. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, they're not. They're rebranded Stanley. <laughs> With, yeah. And they're like, nope, nope, that's Mac. That's Mac. I'm like, no, that was Stanley. Yeah, that finish on them, too, there was – um Sucks. It was a while ago, but I have a few Husky uh, ones that are that same that same finish. I don't even know what this finish was. About 12 years ago, actually. Yeah. I don't even remember what this finish is. It's almost like a gunmetal, but not. Right. Yeah, it's like a, a cheap. It's like a Walmart gunmetal. <laughs> yeah. It, it exactly is. I mean... I don't know. These crack me up. I just can't get rid of them because I think I still paid like $19.99 for them or something like that. I don't even remember where it was, but I was like, I got to get those for 20 bucks. You know, you know, it would make someone a legend right now if they pop out. I don't know if you guys know this, but Tim Allen had a cordless tool lineup based off of home improvement. And uh, they had like a drill and everything, hmm. and a few other cordless tools. And uh, I did not know that. <laughs> that would be cool just to have one, just to say it because be like I don't know, it's just cool. They sucked. <laughs> <laughs> they probably have dead batteries by now. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. That NICAD. Oh yeah. I don't know. These still always crack me up. They, like, I don't think I'll ever be able to get rid of them. I had, well, uh, just to go off on the NICAD battery thing, uh, you know, when I was remodeling one of the bathrooms in my house years ago, I had the Ryobi Blues with the NICAD batteries, and I was trying to take out a a tub surround so I, you know, can put a new tub in and tile and everything. Later it was cool. And I bought, um, I bought another Ryobi drill for like 50 bucks at Home Depot just to get two more batteries because the batteries only last like 15 minutes with the saws off. So like I'd literally go through all four batteries in an hour and then have to charge them up over the next while. These were another set of adjustable wrenches, but these are... Are those Craftsman? They are Craftsman. Craftsman, Craftsman. made in the USA, patent pending. Picked those up many, many years ago. Don't really use them too much. They look neat. That's they, about it. <laughs> that's what I thought, too. See, Craftsman was weird because like a lot of great products... But every once in a while, they would come up with like some. And I'm not gonna call them like uh, like tacky or anything, but like just different, you know. This was a gimmicky item. This was like, oh yeah, you it, need this. It's gimmicky, but it it could work in a pinch, you know. Yeah, you can't put a lot of torque on this. No. But you know, you could get rid of a carrying around your whole open ended wrench set. With one of these? Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, Roger Fixit Varn asked, "Have you guys watched Project Farm Channel?" I have never. I have. I I can say you know the guy's got a million subscribers and uh, does some really fun, interesting, thorough testing. It's, it's, it's a great channel. Like some of the stuff on there. I even did a video that uh, some people, so I did one on some impact adapters, impact socket adapters. And some yeah. people were like, I thought I was watching Project Farms channel when I watched <laughs> this video. That's and good. I, and I took it as a compliment because he does good stuff. I really like some of his stuff. Actually still have another video that I have to do. I have a quarter or a third of it done. So I was going to do the T25 uh, star bits. So he did a, um, a Phillips number two bit, the strongest one. And so I'm going to do a T25 one that's going to be similar to that. Although I can tell you, he did like 10 brands. I got like 10 brands for it too. It's a lot of work to drill 100 screws into a 2x4 or a 4x4 times 10 different brands. It's a lot of work. I've, I've never done it for like people say do that for your drill test. And I'm like, that take me too much time. Yes. Um, yeah. So he did a hundred screws with the Phillips number two. And I'm like, wow, that's, <laughs> that's a mad, mad, mad power to you right there. Like, like people are like, test the battery power. How long they last with a load. Like drill 500 holes. I'm like, you know what? People have done videos on that. <laughs> Go watch them. Like, like if you want me to test battery with no load, I'll throw uh, Irwin vice grips on the trigger and let it run for four hours or however long it's going to run. I'm about to shoot a video that's probably going to be something quite like what he would shoot. Because, uh, you know, he used to do a lot of the testing with different things you could run through a small engine and stuff. Seafoam. Well, that's yeah. the only one I ever saw on we the Power Ranger. We are going to run a push mower on Moonshine. Cool. That'll Straight awesome. Moonshine. Not the yeah. stuff you get from the store. Didn't, he, re didn't he recently do one? Um, or maybe no, that was a spark plug testing, but that made me watch a couple of his other ones where he ran one off of Seafoam. He ran one off of uh, Starter Fluid. Yeah. They so basically took the whole can, sprayed it into um, his testing bottle, and ran a mower off starting fluid. <laughs> I was yeah. always told that, like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I could be very wrong, but if you have to use starter fluid on a motor, that means it's just, it's, is done well if it starts doesn't mean it's done it means it started i think the longevity of it means it's you know not really not often really. if it'll start on starting fluid it's usually a fuel delivery issue so you just need like a mower it'd be a carburetor issue clean your carburetor out put some fresh gas in there you should be good to go and I mean, some of it could just be a hard, cold start. You're, yeah. you know, some of the newer mowers, believe it or not, because of the emission laws, they don't have a primer button on them anymore. Yeah, they don't. That, yeah. that pissed me off. 
which means that everything has to be firing on all cylinders and just right. You get one clog, you get one miss tweak here or there, and you're done. That thing won't start. But maybe your starting fluid is enough to get it running and going, and it'll clean itself out. Not guaranteed it will, but it could. I mean, I, I forget where I heard that from. I don't know if it was like a TV show or something. That's I just I threw it out there, but no, I mean it's a it's a good thought. I mean, it doesn't yeah. mean there's something wrong with it or your environment. Well, so how that how people started believing that is some things with lower compression, it's harder to get started. So usually, once you if you can get it started on starting fluid, then you can keep it running. But a lot of times, it's just a fuel issue. You need to clean your carburetor yeah. out, put fuel in there, and you're good to go. The two, uh, you know, I've, I've actually bought like a few riding lawnmowers just for fun. Um, the first one I got, I think it was a, a 71 uh, Montgomery Ward. Yep. Garden tractor. And then uh, I had the drive shaft snapped and my father-in-law... He um he did a, a hell of a job. Like I did get my use out of it. I moved like fifteen tons of gravel around my property. Yeah, with the snowplow on it and stuff, and it served its purpose. And he tried to weld the the shaft, but it was just like couldn't get balanced, and I didn't want him to waste a lot of time on it. So when it blew up, I. I scrapped it. I really liked that tractor though. It was cool. As like the first small engine project I got into, I guess, you know, I got yeah. running. Um, cause when I got it, I think I replaced the, the solenoid solenoid. Um, you know, spark plugs and all that shit and drain the, the oil changed all that out. And it ran great. Like the engine was awesome. The person before me, couldn't get started. <clears throat> and then after that, I got a Gravely tractor. Oh, yeah. Probably from the 70s, maybe early 80s. Yeah, the Gravelys are nice, too. It it was a, a tank. It was a, a great little tractor. And then um, I sold that. And now I have like a, like a early 90s white, which is MTD or whatever. But uh, poor bear Ed, have a good night. Thank you for joining us. But I like the white products. I know it's all MTD, but they've been good. I have a two-stage snowblower and and that riding lawnmower. I think uh, I think they started going downhill in probably about two thousands when the quality of mowers started getting worse. Maybe earlier, but. The one and again, I, have, I think it's a 92, 93. Yeah. Again, it's about how you maintain them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the yeah early 2000s. Seems like the decks started getting cheaper. Yeah, uh, they just rust out. 
the the mowers or the the engines just became more production like but not necessarily great quality like yep. the carbs just oh <laughs> i could tell you um when I was growing up, my dad, you know, he always bought Craftsman lawnmowers, and <laughs> there was like a, a sewer grate in the backyard of our house, and probably once every couple of years, he'd forget about it <laughs> and run it over and, and blow up the motor, but like you could take it back in, you know, and get, he got, you know, got a new one or I don't know how he did it, but he did. He did. He always bought their garden hoses because you could just cut off the ends and take it in. They give you a new one or you send it in. Um, so when I bought my house, I bought Craftsman stuff, right? Later, Rated yeah. R. Rated R Wood Turnings. Have a good night. Great uh, name. Great name. Yeah. Love that channel. Yeah. It is. Awesome name. Um, and, I, you know, I thought I – because – you know, my dad ran over that sore grate twice, and then we had the lawn, the next craftsman lawnmower for over 20 years. We actually, I ended up giving it away because I didn't have a lawn at one point. And so I bought a craftsman in like seven years, and that thing just, it rusted out, wouldn't start. I mean, I fixed it a few times, and then it just got, you know, it's easier to just go out and buy another lawnmower. Well, it might have been harder to find some of the parts too, depending on where Sears was at the, at that point in time. Well, they're gone. <laughs> yeah, then it would it would be more difficult. God, towards the last twenty years, their their part cataloging and ease of ordering seemed to go down. They they didn't carry stuff like they used to, where they would have it thirty years later. The sad thing was was that lawnmower, like I. You know, when you have young kids, sometimes they throw rocks in the yards and stuff. And I mean, that thing ran over a lot of stuff, but it cut so like it did not matter how high the grass was, how whatever it just it mowed, and that's what pained me the most. But like, I just I I didn't want to put more money into it or time. Yeah, I hear you. Well, one of the last times I stopped using my Craftsman mower was when it, out of all the rocks, there was one little rock in the, in the yard. It hit it, and it threw it through the back windshield on my wife's car. Knocked oh, wow. the whole thing out. Out of all the right places to throw it and hit, just one little rock, hit it, sent it sailing through my wife's Corilla right in the back of the windshield, cracked the whole thing, just spidered it in a second. And it was like, oh, heck no, that didn't just happen. <laughs> and it's like, well, everybody's got their eyes, so it's good. But that sucked. Yeah. And I'll tell you, when that back windshield goes out, I think we're still finding glass in it today. We'll find a piece of glass here or there. Even though I swear to God, the thing's been cleaned up. <laughs> We're still finding specks of glass shards on it six, seven years later. I don't doubt it. I mean, those things, that glass. Yeah, it's terrible. It is. I'll be right back. So, yeah, we still, we don't have the mower anymore. I got shipped over to my mom's house, and then she gave it away, donated it. But still ran fine. It's almost, uh, almost 25 years old. 
and it went through. Uh, the nice thing about it was I just run down to Sears when I needed a new blade and I couldn't sharpen the one that I had on it anymore. Yeah. And uh, after hitting things, it wasn't a matter of I couldn't resharpen it. It was just so out of balance. I couldn't straighten it out enough to take the, the wobbles or the. Uh, Joe Smith. Craftsman, uh, Craftsman is not made by MTD. It's made by AYP. Which is pretty much the same in a way. A lot of the stuff's a lot alike, but it's AYP. Well, the Walmart stuff is made by MTD. Yeah, pretty much all small engines anymore. And he was talking about plastic carburetors. Those plastic carburetors ain't that bad. I, I clean those out all the time. I I was kind of didn't know what to think about them when I first started working on them, but they're not that bad to clean out. Now, the whole no drain plug thing is kind of a pain. You have to get something to suck it out, or you have to turn the engine upside down and drain the oil off the dipstick that way. Bit of a mess. Really? Yep. God, why do they do that? Is it supposed to be so you you don't maintain them or you bring them in for servicing? Well, it was one of those things that you're not you never change oil, you just top it off. <laughs> so if it's burning oil, it sounds like an issue. Sounds like a bad ring. Yeah. I do have um I bought a craftsman chainsaw. Because when I first moved to my house, I had a wood burning fireplace. It was a gas starter, but that was all burned up. So I turned off the gas gun in the fireplace, cut out the line, and just made it wood burning. So I'd cut down trees and, you know, split my own wood and stuff. And the chainsaw I bought was an 18-inch Craftsman. And to this day, like, I don't, I don't use it every year. Like, um... Once I put an actual gas insert back into my fireplace, like I think it was three years till my brother needed to use it. I took it over to his house. I was like, I, I don't know if it's going to start. One pool. <sighs> Fired up. Two years after that. <laughs> probably on the same gas from five years ago. Pulled it. Pulled it once or twice and it fired right up i mean that thing just kicks right over so i can say that was a good purchase what we got channel block well this isn't this isn't family friendly on mm -hmm. all right well we keep it that way <laughs> oh so we're going there it's uh after dark now it's uh yeah. NT17. <laughs> this is the uh god what is this? This is the the Cayman Jack, the uh margarita cocktail. I like that it goes through. It's good. It's one of those little tall ones but still only 12 ounces. Cuz like oh that that channel, like this, has a bottom, so oh, yeah, stick it in so far. That, that well, the channel lock one is like two slap bracelets put together. Ah, you know, I had one of those beer coos. That's like one of the first types of beer coos I ever had. 
they were giving these out at SEMA, and you can see that it's starting to wear not so well. But Channel Lock put a lot of money into that one. This one wasn't made so in America, but it was made to Channel Lock specifications. <laughs> Joe Smith, I'll do a video on how to clean those carburetors tomorrow, all those plastic carburetors. I said I wasn't going to make no videos, but I'll make a video tomorrow on how to do that. There's something you got to remove to make get videos. If, yeah. if, you, if you got stuff to Brandon, that's that's the best part about your channel is you do everything, man. Yeah, you make a video on everything. Yeah. Well, make breakfast. Make a video. <laughs> yeah. My Instagram is like a bunch of food that I've eaten of the day. So? <laughs> if that's what you want to post, then that's what you want to post. I honestly, you know, I'll think every now and then about doing something. But I'm like, nobody wants to see what I eat. Nobody really cares what I eat. And if they do, then I don't think they should be watching my channel. Well, <laughs> you know, I've thought about this, and I'm all right saying this because I know I, like, review tools and do stuff. And, you know, I do – if you go through my whole channel, there's how-tos and there's projects and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, my channel is really me, you right. know? About the stuff you do and what you like to do and what you think is cool, what you want to buy. And so you do you. You do what you want to do. But I honestly don't really want to do food and stuff like that, although no, I do it. I, I don't either, but, like, you, you know I'll, what I'm saying? Like, I post pictures of it sometimes on Instagram if I'm eating something <laughs> different. <laughs> I go on Instagram so, like, not – very often so like i don't i don't catch everything you know what i mean like if it pops up in my stream and i scroll down for a little bit if it's there it's there but uh i do i do like the uh i should go live on there right now and tell people hop over here there you go <laughs> i don't do go. good on instagram lives my instagram lives don't do good it's hard for me to get people i've never one person Last time I did one was when I was on here telling people to come over. <laughs> this has actually been a slow stream. Only been ten people. That's slow for us. I'm 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 all right. It's okay. Oh, with me. and two thumbs down. We're doing good. That's because I'm here. No, uh, I've been. Someone's been coming and uh, putting thumbs down on all my videos here lately. Wait, I'll actually tell you guys. So I had a guy, I did that chemo impact a while ago. What I what's a chemo impact? I've never heard of it. <laughs> and uh <laughs> what what is it? I the chemo impact driver. I'm pretty sure you did the video on it as well. I'm pretty sure I've never done a video on it. I'm pretty sure I've live done stream. a live stream talking about it that I was told that you should not be talking about that product ever again. Well, I had a guy hop over. If if you guys didn't know, I think I did a lot. Uh, well, not a live stream. I did a tool battle back in at late November, early December with the chemo. But then I did like a first impressions video and then I did a teardown in right. that same video. And the guy came, and his, his comment was, 
Good thing I can fast forward to see, to get to the use of this tool. And I'm like, no, you're not going to see that in this video. Uh, so I like, I wrote a response. I was like, sorry to disappoint. Um, you know, and he's like, next time use the tool. And I'm like, all right, well, I apologize. Uh, if you did read in the description, this is a first impressions and tear down video. But if you'd like to see it in use, here's a link to my, uh, you know, tool battle against the Ryobi. So um, if, if you want, sometimes you just have to, you know, direct the, uh, some of these people who just flip through the, well, also I don't, I don't have, um, I don't have any, like, uh, what do you call that? Uh, at the beginning or like your video thing, you know, video intro. Well, like people will put on your thumbnail. Oh, right? thumbnail. I don't have creative thumbnails. So, um, that could, but you know, that's why there's a description box also. Supposedly YouTube looks at their thumbnails and it helps increase the video or whatever. Yeah, they want, uh, well, think of it as marketing. I yeah. mean, if you saw a good looking hamburger or pizza compared to a bad looking hamburger or pizza, which one is going to be more appetizing? Which one would you want to eat? Which one would you want to buy? Yeah. When you, go, when you go to buy a car, yeah. Do you buy a car that's dirty or a car that's clean? Do you buy the car that's well detailed and waxed, or do you not buy the one? But either way, it's factored in the pricing. Yeah. So if you're getting a used car, and you know, and Mike Hodge always says he skips through the maintenance man's videos. Yeah, and, no, I, I appreciate that that you at least you know click on it. So, I mean, it's all, it's all marketing. It's all yeah. advertising when you come down to it, or at least that's my thought on it. No, 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 that's a, that's a hundred percent correct. And I just, yeah. I have a, but I guess it depends whatever you think is more legitimate. So at the end of the day, maybe no thumbnail makes it feel more authentic or legitimate than no a thumbnail that's that's doctored and you're like whoa that is like an excellent photoshop it looks pristine it's color graded and then you get to the video and you're like wow that was false advertising so <laughs> that's yeah, what I mine mean, would be yep. <laughs> you know um so you're saying you can take good pictures you just don't want to <laughs> no i'm saying yeah my you got a master the look, selfie look better than my videos but I mean, I, I, I get that, and I'm not, like, against it. I'm just saying, like, I, for some reason, I just, I feel like if someone wants to watch my content, they'll watch my content. Yeah. Or you got to think of maybe there's four other guys just like you that are on the pane on the right-hand side, and they're like, ha, ah, should I look at this one? But or the one that says exactly. Yeah, should I look at the one where all I see is, like, a blank face in the guy's garage with the key in the back <laughs> or do i look at the one where i can see yeah i want to look at the chemo drill yeah no I, I i totally get it i'm i'm not like knocking on that or anything um you know there there's some channels that do really clickbaity some are just you know it 
just a thumb, a good thumbnail, you know, presentation. You you just mentioned Harbor Freight and Denna Tools in your video, and then make sure you post a picture of Harbor Freight, and you'll get tons of views. You don't even have to mention Denna Tools. Uh, we tr I tried this out. I posted a video on on uh, YouTube mentioning Harbor Freight Tools in the title. Instant hundred views, and that's pretty good for a channel my size. Yep. Not only that, but instant a bunch of thumbs down too. Like I, <laughs> I bought the Hercules, uh, you know, screwdriver, twelve volt, and just because I I had never been to Harbor Freight, if I want to have an opinion on it, I'm I'm a tool reviewer, so I have to, I can't just give out false opinions, yeah. right? Right. Give me one second. So, you know, I, I was able to go in there and walk around the store a little bit, and I liked what they had to offer and stuff, but, you know, that's – people take that as, like, you're just trying to get clickbait content. But you actually reviewed that. Yeah, no, I, I know, but pe people don't – you know, there's, um, there's the smart viewers and the um, – you know, there there bunch of different viewers on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. So, did you get called a shill because you actually kind of liked it, but really wouldn't use it every day because you're going to use a different product? Well, I did. I did. I took it into work, and it is what I use for uh, electrical. Um, oh, so you do use it every day now? I, I do, but the I will say that the chuck on it the release is all screwed up. Sometimes it works great. Sometimes it, the bits just stick in there. Hmm. And it's not like you're really torquing down on stuff because that's not what that tool does. Um, it's, a, it's just the hex chuck on it, right? Right. But performance wise, if you ever looked at the thing works really well. Hmm. You know, and that's really surprising, but not unimaginable because like I actually ended up, I always didn't like the Bauer for some of this stuff. And then I was going to do a review on one of the brands that you mentioned before, as well as <laughs> the Bauer one and the Cobalt XTR and then the Bosch one. And Later, Roger. The rigid Later, one, Roger. I never got around to it. And my wife actually liked this better than my rigid one. And I actually kind of got offended. I was like, you mean to tell me I paid more for the rigid and you like this one better. And the rigid one put together our entire deck for us. She's like, yeah, I like, I like the Bauer better. I'm like, dang. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm talking about you. Well, I'm bringing the eggs to the garage out here. Our house stinks. <laughs> so we did hard boiled eggs and she's like, uh, our house stinks. I'm bringing out the hard boiled eggs. I always forget, like, how they like. So, when you open up your fridge in the morning after making them, and you're like, Who? Like, yeah, you're like, what, Where, what proximity is he in? Because he thinks someone, it smells so bad. But I could have told her that, but she wouldn't have listened you to did me. Tell me that. Oh, I did tell her. Yeah, I just didn't care. She didn't care. <laughs> now I do. We don't need to say any more. I'm honest. It's true. She is honest. So that that's the problem, though. 
I was offended when she said the Bauer. She liked it better than the rigid one, and the I rigid, did. the rigid's brushless. The rigid put together our whole entire deck. Now I will, I will say like the Bauer might perform, but it looks like a communist type of tool. The Bauer does. <laughs> yeah, I, I I said that about um, oh, I forget what brands I was doing. Oh, Heart Heart Tools. I was I was doing a, a live tool battle, and I guess in some part in there, I said, you know, art's not bad, but it's like something you get in a communist country. <laughs> it's really interesting because all my stuff's brushless, or, and so seeing the spark in the motor on this just like brings me back like 15 years. So I've never tried Bauer, but my experience with most Harbor Freight power tools, though, is they're underpowered. This one, I'd actually say the specs on it say it's underpowered, but their, yeah, spec, their specs are actually realistic. And if you use them in normal use, meaning you're not tool battling with them, yeah, they, they work. I mean, the reality was was... The chemo worked. The Bauer worked. My rigid worked. My you just have to have worked. the right expectations for them. Right. Like, you know, I, I did a tool battle, Craftsman versus Hart. Craftsman blew it out of the water in the tallies, but every battle was very, very close. Mm -hmm. Now, I was supposed to do a, a tool battle with Dewey Did It, Craftsman versus Cobalt. We did like a test stream to see how it was working out, and like the craftsman did not even add up to like it. It wouldn't have been interesting. <laughs> I, I did my twelve volt Milwaukee versus Cobalt. It was close in the beginning, but then, you know, once you get in the bigger stuff, he blew me out. But you know that that makes the uh... yeah, and so that that's the realistic when you come down to it. Like Dewey and I did the uh, Cobalt versus the Cobalt XTR for the Sawzall. Well, the Sawzall was night and day difference, but when it got to the impact driver, it wasn't such like it wasn't such a night and day difference. Right. But there was a difference. But the and reality is, if we're just putting in drywall screws or putting in decking screws, you'd be hard pressed not to buy either one of them. I forget was his his was brushless also though, right? They were both brushless. Yeah. His just didn't have, you know, a couple edge here on the specs and a couple edges here. And they really weren't bad specs to begin with. Now the biggest difference on the drill, well, the drill did produce double the torque and foot pounds and whatnot. The really biggest difference was the cutoff, where when you had the kick on it, yeah. it shuts off on the new version. It doesn't shut off on the old version. And like we got off the live stream, he's like, yeah, when that drill kicked, he's like, I actually, you know, it didn't feel good. And I'm like, oh man, I'm sorry. He's like, but your drill does, it cuts off. And I'm like, I didn't even know that. And today, <laughs> nobody's still marketing the fact that, that it cuts off. That it cuts off. Like VCG Construction just released a video like in the last 24 to 48 hours on him and, and he did like didn't mention it i know he talks to to vince sometimes too so i'm 
I mean, um, you talked to Vince before as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, not like been a while. <laughs> not on, on like that level, you know, like just a message here and there. But um, yeah, I actually ha I have a Makita SDS hammer drill, a corded one, and there's a guy I worked with, and we had like a very old hilty one, um, and he was using that, and I kept telling him to use the Makita, and he's like, oh, I can't. It can't do what this one does, even though they're both SDS, same size. And the Hilti one knocked him in the face because it binded up going through a, um, a cement block wall and hit him in the face, gave him a cut. And then after that, he was like, can I use your Makita? And I guess my Makita binded up once, but it shuts itself off. Yeah. Just like that one does. Yeah, so that's the I didn't know that until it cuts off. Nobody yeah, markets it, that. It, it's a great feature. Yeah. yeah. It can be annoying if you don't know it's supposed to do that and you're kind of like drilling and it's moving and you're like, why did it cut off? So it actually cut off once or twice in the tool battle, and it was because of that rotation. Well, it's but better than breaking you, your wrist. Yeah, it's better than breaking your wrist. So Chevron, I believe, is the manufacturer that OEMs for these. They didn't do a bad job on this at all. It's got the Jacobs Chuck on it. Couldn't complain. And it's compact too for a, a budget. Oh, yeah. This blows away my rigid drill, but my rigid drill is also like a Gen Two back right. from two thousand eight. So when I go from a 2008 to a current version, there better be a difference. And there really is a night and day difference. So not, not disappointed with it. And thankfully, you know, I did buy a little bit into the cobalt line with my weed whacker, string trimmer, whatever you want to call it. And, and jet blower. Otherwise I wouldn't continue to look at anything cobalt. But now I do. So I got those, and I got the half-inch impact, and I got the, the drill, the impact, and the light. The light's super bright. Really like it. We used it the other night on a 10 p.m. walk. Yeah. I, I will say uh, you brought up the Bowers brushed. I don't – for what I do, that's not a big deal breaker. Uh, mostly that's just going to show up in the battery longevity. Yeah. So, but in terms of power, it'll still get the job done. So if it makes it past the 90-day warranty mark, then you're kind of in that gray zone where you just got to use the tool and hope it doesn't die on you. But the reality is, is that, you know, I can't say that I've ever had to use too many tool warranties that weren't outside three or five years. Now, I did have to use the lifetime service agreement on my rigid stuff. That's only for the batteries when they died and then they replaced them. And then I didn't know that you were supposed to re-register your new tools. And so, so a couple of my items aren't under the lifetime service agreement. And so the last round I did buy some more, but it's kind of like they're not going to replace my 
supposed partially worn out, but not really worn out 12 year old tool. Right. There's nothing functionally wrong with it. It's just old. It's big and bulky compared to Correct. what's out now, but it works. Even, even compared to the Bauer, it yeah. works. I mean, the specs should still be about the same. It's just. It's bigger and it's bulkier. I, I will say this, though. Like, if Harbor Freight wants to be a real player in the cordless lineup, I would think they'd have to shoot for a two, three-year warranty on the tools, not 90 days. I mean. If you're going to shoot, well, see, the problem is, is then you add that one year or two year in there, the same price, if not more, when you have to buy a single tool which means you have to go buy the battery, you have to go buy the charger, that it almost doesn't make it worth it. And then you have to be buying more of them. And then it really has to come down to price, but you can only get so much margin out of the power tools before it doesn't make sense to buy it or sell it. If you can't make any money on it, what do you, why, do you, why would you sell it? Well, you Break. just make, make it a little more expensive, right? Right, but then you can't compete on price if you make it a little more expensive. But I don't know. I mean that that screwdriver thing cost me over a hundred dollars. But that's not cheap to to buy the tool, the battery, and the charger. That's what I mean. They're they were expensive. Yeah, and to or, carry a ninety day warranty, where you could go in and buy the Dewalt one for one twenty nine, and get the battery and the charger. And the tool. Or when they're running a super sweet promo, you can get it for $99.99. Yeah, exactly. And then it becomes a no-brainer where you don't buy the Harbor Freight one. You buy on price and get your DeWalt branded tool. And then you go, God, DeWalt, why didn't you just build a bigger, more depth in your 12-volt line? Because <laughs> they only had because they're just waiting for the next free agent to become available. <laughs> That's what Black and Decker does. Because I'll tell you, I like the Stanley 12 volt or the Black and Decker 12 volt, but they just don't, there's not deep enough. I wouldn't buy into it. Yeah. I'm well, I tested them out. I bought the brushless impact and the brushless screwdriver, and the impact does not even touch Milwaukee in terms of, you know, for the 12 volt. Yeah. I mean, like it will do what a 12 volt should do, but the Milwaukee can do what an 18 volt can do if you need it to. Right. And the DeWalt won't. Right. It just does what it needs to do and you call it a day. Yeah. But if there's no breath in the line, then why would you buy it? Like they should have made like a three eighths stubby for it. Yep. But they didn't. Yep. And they won't. So I'm out. Yeah. I'm, you know, <laughs> but the Bauer one, yeah. I mean, I can see if Harbor Freight's the only thing around, it's not that bad. I won't continue to buy it unless I really see fit, but my wife wasn't disappointed with it. And it and it worked. Yeah, that's that's all some most people need. Just something that works. And by golly, so does the chemo. It works. <laughs> but Again, I could never support the Bauer line one fully or the chemo one, but they do work. All right, guys, it's getting closer. I'm getting uh, 
I got to work tomorrow morning that barn, get it ready to. Uh... Come on, Brandon. It's Sunday tomorrow. You got to go to church. Got to do Easter. Got to focus. I got to do, do Easter, but the whole church, I don't think nobody's going to church other than online <laughs> church right now. <laughs> I, I, last I heard, some Texas pastor was having Sunday service come hell or high water down Texas. We got I some think... of these mega churches here, but I won't go to a mega church. Oh, not that guy. Other people got arrested, but not that guy. That guy's still going to have church. Yep. He goes, we don't care if we are go underground. We are going to con- conjugate or whatever. and <laughs> Congregate? Congregate? Congregate. Yeah. Conjugate is something different. <laughs> Drifty was saying his uh, church is doing drive-in services. I guess you drive into the church and you turn on your radio to a certain station and they'll, they're doing it from the parking lot. Okay. Thanks for clarifying where they're driving into. That's good. Yeah. They're driving into the church. That's a different law they're breaking. <laughs> well, no, Brandon, it's it's all good. Tomorrow's a, a another day, and we'll hopefully all live to fight. And we appreciate everybody joining us tonight. And uh, as always, the second Saturday of every month is our Tool Talk Saturday. We'll continue to bring these as long as people continue to watch them and continue to like it and subscribe to Brandon's channel, BSS Small Engine, as well as the Maintenance Man, which is right down there. I'm not going to even try to oh, point to Brandon. All links are in description. Right. Yeah, all links are in descriptions for you two. Yeah, right. Wait, wait. Well, uh, oh no. See, it's so hard to do it. I have the easy. Oh, right here, you got to use the sand. This is easy. Yeah, that one's easy. And that then you just hope easy. that when you're going that way, you're like. Oh, is it right? Oh, but it's cut on. That's always fun. <laughs> all, all right, right guys. guys. All right. Catch you all there. Thank you for joining us. Hey, everybody. See you all in the next one. Bye, guys. Bye.